All right, so it is Saturday, May 23rd. Yep. May 23rd of 2015. This is the chopping block number four. Um, this is Johnny. Joey. And no one else. It's just us two again. Um, I bet you guys are getting really sick at that, aren't you? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'll eventually stop saying it once we finally get someone else in here. Maybe next week. Hopefully next week. Um, we missed a week, which is fine. I, uh, it's my girlfriend's graduation, and then we went to Disneyland the next day, so... I'd rather be at Disneyland than doing this podcast. If I could be I, at Disneyland every day rather than doing this podcast, I'd, I'd probably be okay I'm pretty sure that. the majority of the world is on board with that, too. Yeah, so... Um, that being said, we do have a couple weeks worth of stuff to catch up on, or at least talk about. Um, what have you been up to, Jerry? Late, uh, watching any movies or um, playing games? Or see, I've been playing uh, Lifeless Planet a lot. I've been really digging that game. We kind of talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and it, it's a really cool game. It's a slow burn, but like you just kind of uncover all these really cool messages and like documents in in the world of the of uh, the. Uh, cosmonauts that were there before you and it's, it's just really fun um you, you just like discover so much about the world and it's everything so just has this real creepy tone to it so it's it's really cool how you could play the whole game and not really get any of the story but you really have to like go out and look for those story elements to really make this like a really expansive like immersive world yeah you, you like you just get lost in it too. It's it's really simple to play. Like in like how Limbo was really simple to play. All you had to do was just kind of jump. Yeah, and that's all you really got. Lifeless Planet. So you, all you do is just kind of like platform a little bit. But other than that, it's just pure exploration. And it's really cool. It's it kind of has that feeling of being on being on a rail, but it doesn't restrict you to just that because you're actually, right. you're you're allowed to explore a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot so of you, there, while you might have a set path. There might be A, B, and C ways to get there. Yeah, pretty much. There's, it's, it's pretty dope. I like it a lot. Um, recently, I went to go. I went to the movie theater and I saw uh, Mad Max: Fury Road. And like, anyone who hasn't had a chance to go see it, see it. It's amazing. Like as a fan of like the first three original movies, uh, this like this one just seems like George Miller's vision just fully realized like what he if he could have done this 20 years ago 30 years ago yeah. he would have done it he but, would have done it exactly like this but now that technology and like, like funds and everything pretty is much up, yeah. now he can finally do these things yeah it's like so like pretty much exactly he just like he's able to go completely balls out and just do these really wild and crazy things while still keeping that tone of the original world he created with uh, you know Mad Max and Road Warrior right. and Thunderdome, um, he's able to just kind of keep all that together and just it's just so it's just so good. It's just such a fun movie to watch. So someone who like hasn't seen any of the other movies, do you think they could easily jump into oh, yeah. this movie? and one hundred percent easy easy jumping off point for anybody because it just it, and like if anything you can just see it as an action movie and you just kind of and at this point where we've seen like a bunch of movies or people are used to kind of certain tropes in movies like apocalyptic wastelands and stuff uh, this one's not going to strike you as anything completely different um, in, that, in that sort of sense but just the way it's handled and the way it's done is just so cool and Tom Hardy is is fantastic as, as uh, Mad Max so right. he, and, he's really and good they, they really like 
went and like really tried to make this fully like practical effects for everything. Yeah, a lot right? of it was practical effects from what I've heard. It's just a lot of really clever editing techniques and uh, the performance in it, the f- performances in it were just perfect in, in my opinion. Like you get a lot of uh, these really wild it, crazy like, characters. brings you into the story. Yeah, like uh, 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 Nick Holt, he uh, plays a character called Nux and he's just like super insane and just like, you know, along with like every, everyone else in like his right. like, war tribe, his war party and everything else, like super crazy and like the, the main bad guy in the movie is called Immortan Joe and he has like this gnarly like face mask which like is hooked up to like this respirator on his back and um yeah so like everything like everything that we kind of see as post-apocalyptic uh uh like fashion i guess like where people are wearing like parts of tires and loincloths and fucking is in that movie it's a that's the that's the beginning of it like mad max was like the catalyst for that kind of style right like a vision of like of an apocalyptic future and like this one is able to do it without feeling like a parody of itself, which is pretty dope. Right. So it's yeah, because I feel movie. like it's almost like really hard now to come out with something like that where it's not like okay, they're kind of like making fun of this thing or they're making fun of this thing. Exactly. So if they can pull that off, that's really cool. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see it. It's uh, so fun. I also suggest like you just really just check out uh, you know Mad Max and Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, definitely. Those, those are, are really those cool. Are, those are classics. And, yeah, and classic movies. movies. Australian classic movies is kind of hard to imagine. Australia has even has any but, <laughs> film I mean, industry, but it's it's the closest thing to a fucking apocalyptic waste. Pretty much, that we have yeah. So so, but yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, super cool. Go see it. Stop listening. Just go see it. Do it now. But no, put this on pause and go watch this movie. Uh, we'll still be here when you get back, so don't worry. Promise. Um, I have been playing. I downloaded uh, Saints Row Four. Mm-hmm. Um, playing that that's kind of fun and it's it's over the top ridiculous like any Saints Row game uh, to the point to where you're like running super fast and jumping super high <laughs> within an hour and a half of playing the game so they, they pretty much just make you God and just say have fun essentially yeah so it's pretty fun like they have like crazy like run and like melee moves where you're like punching people in the stomach and then like kicking them off into like the sunset <laughs> and stuff like that um I downloaded Lifeless Planet and I played that a little bit. Um, and I downloaded The Witcher on Wednesday and I have been putting way too many hours into that. Um, it's it's really cool. I really recommend it. I didn't play The Witcher 1. Uh, the Witcher 2 I played like maybe an hour or two of and it didn't really grab me. But this one has really just grabbed me and just doesn't want to let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point to where I was telling you a little earlier. Um, it's very. It's not very often when I find a game where I stay up until like four or five in the morning playing this game, and it's not because I want to like. I want to go to sleep. I want to go, you know, about my day. But the game physically won't let me because I want to find out what's going on in the story quest, or I just get lost in like exploring things. Um, it's really cool. I recommend it. I uh, I would. Put it up between like a Red Dead Redemption style okay. of like exploring the world. This sounds pretty dope. But like uh, still like Skyrimy. Like I don't. I, it's cool. I, I recommend playing it. Um, uh, they have a good plan of backing it, uh, such as uh, putting uh, or uh, releasing free little chunks of DLC 
and then having like two paid expansion packs a little later. Okay. Which is totally fine. I like when games are willing to support their audience, even if it's just a little bit. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. It was um, pretty cool. I definitely recommend playing it. Um, other than that, I don't think I've watched any movies or really anything else, but I'm pretty uh, pretty psyched about The Witcher because I'm only about maybe like 12, 12, 13 hours in. Yeah. But this is supposed to be, uh, if you do everything, like a 200-hour game. So I've just, I haven't even like scratched the surface yet. I mean, like Witcher's been just been known as like being a big game in general, like having this immersive world, having a massive world, and then just trying to just uncover everything. It's kind of like like them and Skyrim have been like the ones that have been most able to do it. Where it's like I'm sure like two three years from now, people are going to be playing this game and find something in The Witcher Two that nobody was able to find for two or three years because that happened with Skyrim, where it's just like. Oh, there was a secret area that literally no one found. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure it's it's going to be one of those games at some point. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, let's um, let's jump in to our uh, to our show because this is just our little fun intro thing we're trying. I'm assuming it'll be a lot better if we have more people in here to talk about their fucking yeah, weeks. Yeah, because like we just. <laughs> we already know what we've been up to, in, in all honesty. Yeah. We're just kind of recapping it, I guess. I Whatever. Um, let's jump right in, though. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, YouTube. YouTube released this list um, of the top ten most watched games um, that it's ever had. Um, they released this list um, as a total of, like, hours watched. Um so, like, you know, from 1 to 10, okay. most hours watched. Um, number one is Minecraft. I mean, that's just kind of obvious. Obvious. We've spent so many hours playing Minecraft. I could spend probably hours watching people play Minecraft. I so. mean, like, not like half of the Let's Plays on YouTube anywhere, pretty much just Minecraft Let's Plays. Minecrafts are, like, mods or... Yeah. So, you know, it's it makes sense. Um, Grand Theft Auto, the series, is number two. Yeah, which makes sense because especially with Grand Theft Auto Five, that became a yeah. really big deal. And like all the mods that have been coming out for all the fucking craziest shit mods that have been coming out for. And this isn't just Grand Theft Auto Five; it's Grand Theft Auto Four and Three yeah. and everything. So yeah, they've got they've got a series. They've got you know to put more hours behind. Yeah. I guess um, League of Legends is number three. Asians makes sense. <laughs> Mobas are huge, and everybody's you know super into Mobas. It would make sense that the number one Moba yeah. in the world is uh, League of Legends. Uh, you know, number three. Uh, Call of Duty is number four. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, FIFA is number five. Once again, really, yeah. as far as sports games go, no real it's, surprise It's there. like the biggest sports game out yeah. there anyway, so. Um, number six is Gary's Mod. Okay. Kind of makes sense. I can see people A little old, but, yeah. you know, like, people still, like, pretty Dude, dedicated some, to it, yeah. so. So that, that makes sense. Um, the Sims, after that. That just seems like such a weird one to watch, though. Right. I don't really... Maybe, like, mods for The Sims or stuff like that, but even then, I don't know how that would come maybe up. Maybe it's just, like, horrible shit people do to their Sims all the time. Like... Yeah, I could see that. Wall them off in a bathroom with no toilet. And, like, it's, and it's number seven, so it's not, like, you know, super up near the top, but it still beats out other games that I think would have more, like, watchability. Um, after that, number eight, you have Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Yeah. It makes sense. The game's like weirdly big, especially on YouTube because people might be too afraid to play it or complete it, so they might want to watch it. I think like half of it is just pretty much people want to watch reaction their, videos. Yeah, yeah. The reaction of somebody just like flipping out over the movie the game. Yeah. Not movie. So and this one this one is the weirdest one to me. Number nine is Puzzles and Dragons. It's <laughs> um, so weird. Which is uh, it it makes Somewhat sense, I guess. In the States, nobody really cares about Puzzles and Dragons. But in the East, it's a really, really big deal. Uh, so maybe a whole bunch of Japanese people are putting in their hours and trying to watch Puzzles and Dragons. I guess they're probably all just trying to like get past like a certain puzzle that's giving them a problem. So they just look it up. That's probably what's... That's probably what's hitting because I, I I've done that for mobile games where it's just like something that comes up. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. So, and then number 10 is Dota 2, which is another MOBA. Mm. I thought it was interesting that they released this list. Um, it kind of uh, puts... It gives you an idea of what people are watching. Yeah. Right? Um, it kind of gives more of a consensus of, like, what people are finding interesting about... Like, or at least kind of, like, it gives them, like, more of a sense of, like, what the biggest games are at the moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things where it's, it's almost a little weird because... Uh, on Twitch, usually you see things like, um, what did I say? What you usually watch things like, you usually see Counter Strike or World of Warcraft or like Hearthstone or, you know, other things like that. Yeah. Uh, but Minecraft is usually up there as well. So, I don't know. Some of the other ones you really don't see too much as like streaming videos. Yeah. But as videos on YouTube later, I'm sure some of that is. Things that were twitched at one point and then just, and just put, put on YouTube, YouTube afterwards. I, I imagine so. I mean, like, and, and like I think of anything, like especially with like Minecraft. I don't think this says that these channels or these let's plays are any good for the most part. I just think that these are just what's being uploaded the most. Yeah, I mean, and like because just because it's being uploaded the most doesn't mean it's the best. Because I've watched, I, I've seen some Minecraft Let's Plays, and they're just <laughs> super boring. Super like, boring, yeah. They just, like, narrate everything they're doing. I can see everything you're doing, bud. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's but, weird. Yeah, and I can see that. Because it's, it's Minecraft, uh, I could probably say without a doubt, is the world's most popular game. Yeah. And probably will be for a very long time. Yeah. Do you do you watch any of the Let's Plays on YouTube or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, on occasion. Like, do you so, have any channels that you usually go to? Uh, not really. I'm just kind of, if I want to, like, watch something for a certain game before I buy it, I might just, like, you know, type in the title of the game into YouTube mm-hmm. and just find whatever has the most views, pretty much. Okay. Because usually, like, um, I don't really do that. I don't really, like, look for gameplay. I just look for the trailers and see which ones. I guess I treat them a lot like movies. If, like, a trailer really grabs me pretty well, then I'll probably try and buy the game. But, or like, game flight or something. Yeah, yeah. game flight at least. Um, like, when it comes to, like, Let's Plays channels, I, I guess I tend to watch, like, the Game Grumps a lot. And I like them. They're just, yeah. It's just pretty funny. Stupid, silly. They don't, like, they don't narrate everything they do. They just kind of, like, well, I think it's a little talk. unnecessary, especially... Uh, some people have kind of annoying voices or stupid voices. I'm not saying my voice is fucking great or anything, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, it's kind of annoying to just hear someone be like, okay, and now I'm going to switch to my steel pickaxe. Okay, and now I'm going to switch to my stone pickaxe. Okay, and now I'm going to switch to the shovel because the pickaxe won't work on the dirt. <laughs> and now I'm going to switch to the shovel. Okay, and now I'm going to corral this horse. This is like, obviously, I don't need, like, a play-by-play of what you're doing. I know this is a let's play, but I don't need a play-by-play. 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, it's, it's just kind of an odd phenomenon, Let's Plays are, because, I mean, like, it kind of, like, takes me back to when I was a kid, because, like, uh, like, going to, like, you know, this after-school thing I had to go to, they had, like, a Sega Genesis uh, hooked up to one of the old CRTs there, yeah. and um, we, like, we'd wait our turn to play, to play a game, and so we'd all just sit there and we'd watch, uh, you know, one someone play a game yeah. until he loses, and then we would... You know, switch cycle over. out essentially. Yeah, cycle out and um, just kind of just kind of reminds me of that. It kind of like you know, couch multiplayer in a way, but like it's but just, just imagine like so passive. Though. Instead of that, now you have like the kid who's playing narrating. Now I'm gonna jump at Simba <laughs> over this rock. Now I'm gonna jump on this bug. Now I'm dead. <laughs> I can't get past this goddamn monkey level. Fuck this monkey level. <laughs> you can suck my dick. So, yeah, I, I feel it's one of those things where um, video streaming like that has become weirdly popular. And I and a lot of people credit it to, like, a younger audience, but I also enjoy watching people play video yeah. games. Like, if I can't play video games myself, uh, watching someone else play something is kind of okay. Yeah. It, like you said, it reminds me of those days of old where you would, like, sit around the couch and watch one person play, like, a single-player game. Yeah, and Twitch gives you the option of like chatting with other people, so you can be like, "Oh, that was a fucking stupid move," <laughs> or like you know, just like you would just like someone else on the couch. Yeah, else. so you'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like this can, might also have something to do with like the like rise of like major league gaming because I yeah. know like on ESPN two there was like like they broadcasted uh, some. Uh, like there's like a League of Legends turn- tournament or like a right. you know, Heroes of the Storm tournament or something. I'm sure like it was that. League because League uh, yeah. too big to not. Yeah, but like the fact that it was on ESPN and that ESPN kind of went like people apparently like watching this shit. So it, well, it's it's one of those things where most people might just be like, oh, like this takes like no absolutely no skill. But it's just like non-sports people might look at soccer and be like, "Oh, soccer takes like absolutely like no skill. What do you need to do? Like run a lot." <laughs> so it, it's there's it, it's one of those things where an outside audience won't really perceive it as that difficult. Yeah, like it's just kind of it's just like a weird phenomenon that how uh, like this nerd culture stuff that we live in now, like comic books and hero movies and stuff like that are kind of becoming more widely accepted is that video games still are kind of trailing behind that in a way where people are not seeing it as something serious or something that's actually worthwhile. Well, they started off later than movies and comic books. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's just that you would think that once everything became more widely accepted in one realm that the other would just kind of catch up just as quick, you know? Because video games have been around since since the 70s. Um, right, right. So, you know. But you had comics like, you know. We've had comic books since the, you know, 1910 yeah. shit. So, yeah. So, um, you know, in time, I'm sure, um, especially with this generation now that's growing up and raising kids, and they might be more interested 20 years from now when they're raising their kids watching them play. Because I know my parents really have no interest in it because they didn't really have access to games. They were yeah. like, oh, like, I guess I played Pong like a couple of times. Yeah, but not same. to like you and me now growing up in the era where we're at where video games are becoming so much more lifelike and we're pushing the boundaries with VR and other things like that 
20 years from now when we have kids and they're growing up and playing when we see something like that they're playing we're going to be fucking blown away mm-hmm. you know like whoa this is fucking nuts compared to yeah you know what we were playing <laughs> So every parent just pretty much just goes like, when did they start shooting each other? Which <laughs> is kind of what games just become now. Um, Speaking of shooting each other. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> this is a nice little segue. Yeah. Um, so this hasn't been confirmed yet. And it's been couple, all but confirmed yet. <laughs> in, in, in a couple of weeks, it will be when we see it at E3. But uh, Fallout 4 is uh, pretty much slated to come to to E3. Um, It's pretty obvious when you have Bethesda have their own, um, you know, conference. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, like, really their big, like, flagship. They have other games, of course. um, But Fallout is kind of like the thing that kind of put them on the map. Right. Fallout and Skyrim. And it's too soon for, or you know, Elder Scrolls. It's too soon for an Elder Scrolls game, um, so they're you know it's got to be Fallout. It's got to be Fallout that they're they're going to show. I mean, like their their team is just like so bad at keeping an NDA agreement. Like, yeah, I mean there there's been so many like leaks and hints towards it that you know I'm surprised they even have anybody working in the studio anymore. Like you have like people, um, like you know, like things in Europe where people are like checking the. Uh, what am I looking for? Like the copyrights and mm-hmm. Fallout Four is copyrighted, and then here in the states they like copyright like you know Boston and like yeah. you know they have people walking around Boston and stuff like that. And then even a couple weeks ago, you have a guy put on his LinkedIn account as one of his yeah. like you know animation credit. Yeah, exactly. Is a Fallout Four like animated like or a cinematic trailer? Yeah. Is the word I'm looking for. And that immediately got taken down, and everybody was like, "Nope, don't don't worry about it. That's not. He must be crazy. <laughs> don't look at this. Please don't look at this. Stop looking. Why are you looking at me?" <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it, it's going to be there without a doubt. Um, one of the things that they have confirmed that they're going to show at E3 is Doom, mm-hmm. um, which is something that they've been talking about for four or five years now, forever. Yeah. And it's been something that we've been expecting for a while too. I mean, I've been pretty excited to just see a new Doom game in general. Well, since, like, you know, since the last Doom, Doom 3, like, I remember playing that on the original Xbox and just being, like, blown away without, like, creepy and just kind of, like, weird. And, yeah. Um, you know, it was a big jump from Doom 2 to Doom 3. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Doom 2 still had your pixelated sprites. Doom 3 had everything rendered in 3D. And this new one is going to fucking blow my mind, yeah. I'm sure. Have me fucking pissing my pants on the couch. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty excited for it because Castle Wolfenstein was so good. Yeah. So and like uh, they they're from the same origin. So, so they know. I'm sure they know what they're doing, and they've been working on this long enough to where I'm sure they've gone back and they're like, yeah, we don't like this. Fix this. You know, let's do it again. Um, they released like a 10 second trailer. Um, we can talk that. I'm sure you watched it, right? I've seen it. So. Um, we have, in the first couple seconds, we have a dude pumping a shotgun, mm-hmm. and he's got, like, a weird, like, metal suit thing on. And then, in the second half of those ten seconds, we have a skull, fleshy dude with, like, a, a cannon, on his, cannon back. on his back, which I think they were enemies in Doom 2. I think so. Um, so, of course, we're going to see more in a couple weeks, but just looking at that, it's pretty cool to see, and... Um, I'm excited. It looks really nice. I mean, yeah, it looks great. So, 
I don't know, like I'm just like I don't really have much words to just, for for it right now because like I'm just so I'm just like overwhelmed because I like, I want to play the, it. And the only thing that I see with this is when are these things slated to release? So Fallout Four is going to be a holiday release for sure because yeah. it while it's a strong enough title to stand and I think it would make more sense to stand like a different time of the year mm-hmm. for them it makes more sense to sell it around the holidays yeah um, saying they have like Black Friday sales and stuff yeah they're they're, so, they're gonna drown out a lot of the competition just cause like how anticipated they are so the question is do we see Fallout 4 this year or do we see Fallout 4 next year well let's see from this well the fact that they're just revealing it now, so I think this can be coming out next year. So we have um, Skyrim came out in 2011. Yeah, and they essentially got to work on Fallout on their next project before I, you know, jump the gun here yeah. on this non-confirmed thing. Um, so they essentially started working on it right after 2011. So let's say it started in 2012. Mm-hmm. That would be three years of production time. I mean, well, it I seems think like it's enough to maybe time. show like a like trailer yeah, and gameplay, like some kind of like little gameplay demo. I don't think it's going to come out this year. Yeah, it's coming out next year. I um, kind of feel strongly about that a little bit. Doom, I could see coming out at the like at some point this year. Yeah, because they've been working on it for so long now that mm-hmm. it makes sense. They because uh, they need something for a quarter four of this yeah. year. So because uh, I can't, I'm not sure because I know Wolfenstein: The New Order was kind of just something completely out of left field. No one really saw it coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I'm pretty sure it was announced and everything, but I'm, but you know, no one really took it that seriously. And hell, like people don't even know that this is a follow up to a to a previous Wolfenstein game either. Right. Um. So that being said, like yeah, I can definitely see this coming out. Like uh, they, them turning this out a little bit quicker, especially if they have like a similar team working on it. Um, because uh, I mean, like I don't really know how much work goes into making a video game, but I, I imagine like they have less mechanics to put into a Doom game than they would a Fallout Four game. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because with Doom, they're not going to make it open world like. Thousands of fucking quests and stuff like that. Yeah, RPG like with like you know upgrading stats and stuff. Right. So with with Doom, it's going to be straight up shooter, um, more than likely like kind of linear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it feels like that might take a little less resources and time than something like Fallout. Because with Fallout, there's so much like debugging you got to do. And, yeah. Because there's so there's so many bugs in these games when they ship, anyways. Yeah. Skyrim was riddled with bugs. Fallout was riddled with bugs. Yeah, I remember Fallout but 3 it, being real. Being but but it's one of those things experience. where, you know, it's such a big game where you can only put in. It, it doesn't matter if you hired a hundred people to test your game; none of them are going to be able to find all of the yeah. bugs. So, I can see that definitely coming out next year. Uh, Doom, I see them putting out this year. Um, one of the games that I hope they kind of talk about this year is Dishonored, a follow-up to Dishonored, because I really enjoyed that game. Which one was um, that one? Like, the whole, like... You were, like, an assassin. And, so, like, the, like, the whole plague thing going on. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. I didn't really get too far in that game. I just, it just, I just couldn't dig it. I just couldn't dig it. I got maybe past the first mission, and I was going, like, yeah, it's, it's not for me. <laughs> it's really cool. A little later, once you get a little more powers, and you kind of, like... Do some things. There's some really cool videos online which you should watch, and it would definitely make you get into this game. I wanted another thing before I start that. Uh, they kind of 
they aren't thinking that there's going to be like a definitive edition on next-gen consoles for this game. So if you haven't played it, uh, I'm assuming they're probably going to announce something like that at E3. So I would definitely go pick that up. But there's this video. So, of course, the game uh, kind of like more so veers you to play stealthfully. Yeah. Um, because as... Well, I guess it depends on what ending you want. So the more people you kill, the shittier of an ending you get. Yeah. Because there's more bodies and more plague and everybody dies. If you like go through the game without killing a lot of people... Um, it's what am I looking for? It gives you a better yeah, ending. Yeah, you get the yeah. good ending. So um, it's one of those things where uh, you almost feel like veered to play stealthfully rather than just killingly. Yeah. There's a couple of videos online of this guy, and he's like crazy, too crazy good at this game. Yeah. To where there's like five or six people, and within a matter of like 30 seconds, they're all dead. So he's like. <laughs> kills one and like blinks behind another one and like kills that dude and then like blinks behind another one and like kills him and like is jumping up and like doing all this crazy shit so it's cool I, I I would be excited for that um really I can't think of any other games that they might yeah I'm I'm announce. trying to blank on ones that I'd be interested in um cause I know Bethesda owns like a lot of different little studios and stuff like that um but I guess we'll see um, those are the ones definitely for sure that I feel like need to be there. Yeah. Because they're making a big deal about this. Of course, they're going to need to, like, you know, do something. Maybe we'll see, like, a Skyrim, like, uh, remastered or something, like, collectors or, like, you know, definitive edition like we had for Tomb Raider. Yeah. We maybe we'll see something like that. But um, I wanted to talk about something that was news for, like, 72 hours. <laughs> um, so we... Now, I feel like most of these things are going to lead to, like, E3 because, you know, E3 yeah. is, like, gamer Christmas, right? Yeah, and then that's kind of just when they address any and all issues that have been yeah. coming up throughout the last couple months anyway, so... So, so Microsoft... So there was a couple of dudes who were, like, playtesting a Gears of War Alpha. Um... And this, everybody's kind of th- thinks that this is a like Gears of War remastered or like you know whatever yeah. HD edition. Um, so they uh, they broke an NDA and like s- spilled footage online. Um, the company they were working for that like gets them into these alphas, like you know they got rid of them real quick. Yep. But then they Microsoft or like they said like yeah their Xbox Live's account are now banned. They were like, but now, and Microsoft is going to brick their consoles where they can't use them anymore. Yep. And the internet had like a little collective freak out about this because they were like, okay, we're like what the fuck? Like, so we're like leasing these things from Microsoft and they're not really ours because they can fucking do yeah. them whenever they want. Microsoft was real quick, like within like two or three days, they like came out and they were like, everybody. Calm your shit. <laughs> We're just like taking their Xboxes offline, which we've been doing for since the 360. Yeah. So whether they'll bring those like Xboxes back and give them online privileges back again in the future is you know kind of unknown. It seems like they would, but I mean yeah. everybody had like a little freak out about it, and I thought that was kind of something that needed to be talked about. Yeah. So don't freak out. Microsoft won't just fucking break your console. I mean, like if you piss them off. Then if yeah, break, if you break an NDA, yeah, you're probably gonna like get your like, you online f- status banned, and you like, won't be able to connect to the internet. Like, you, you fucked up. Like, like an NDA, non-disclosure is 
kind of is self-explanatory, you know, really non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, to keep the your mouth where, shut. Yeah, you can't say anything about it. Even let's say if we were part of like some kind of thing, we wouldn't even be able to discuss it. Yeah, um, because any kind of information can leak, and of course, everybody knows that these things happen. But every once in a while, th- this is how leaks happen, pretty yep. much. So that's this is how we had. Um, the first couple episodes of Game of Thrones yeah. leaked because they sent out the DVDs with the first three episodes for reviewers, and someone put them online. Yep. So it's one of those things where uh, I feel like, out of respect, you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't break those NDAs because these companies work really hard. They're giving you like access to these. Yeah. Hell, it's not it's not even the companies; it's the people who work on them. You know, right? Right. I mean, like you, you're you're kind of fucking over these guys who who've dedicated a lot of their lives to making this content. And and it's one of those things where in a situation like with video games, maybe not so much with like uh, TV shows and movies, when you get like early screenings and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because when you get those things with movies and video and TV shows. Those products are final. That's what they're going to ship yep. and put out. With video games, it's usually like alphas and betas yep. that get leaked, and that's Th- things that can change. Things that can actually probably, probably drastically change. Right, and it's one of those things where, out of respect for them, you wouldn't want um, the first view of this to be that. Yeah, you want them to be able to really bring it together and show this off and be like, check this out. This is what we're going to show you. Not like, oh, I'm going to leak this video yep. of this like half finished work and show it to everybody. Because I remember it, it, it kind of it makes me think of when I went to Celebration and saw that Battlefront yep. um, trailer. Uh, they were like, you know, like no recording things. Like we don't want this. Isn't the battle uh, front that we want everybody to see? Yeah. They were like, you know, this is for the fans right now. They're like we. We're going to re- release something different, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot more polished. And that's the first look we want everybody to have for Battlefront. Not like, you know, and not that it look bad, but, you know, yeah, they want to make it as good as possible for a reveal. Not just like someone, like, leaking some information. Yeah. So I understand that. Uh, NDAs, don't break them. Microsoft will get upset. and uh, Everyone's going to get upset at you. Fuck your shit. Um I mean, like, it's, it's perfectly legitimate to be very excited about something and then kind of want to be able to share something exclusive with other fans. But you also have to kind of take in mind just the bigger picture of more than just you and your friends. Right, you exactly. Gotta, you got to take into in account, like, the entire, you know, the entire group. The development the, the staff development and, staff, like, everything. The people who, you know, rely on this stuff to get paid. Because if you break this NDA and then shit goes awry, well, guess what? They have more work to do and then... Uh, it's like, hell, it's like, they might even have to do it like without getting paid as much as they well, like, probably well, like, should have. You're an artist, so imagine if you were in the middle of working on something and someone like swiped that off your desk and was like, "Look what Joey's been working on." Everybody's like, "That looks like shit," and then you're like, "Well, it's not fucking done yet." Yep. I don't know why this asshole grabbed it <laughs> off my desk and showed it to everybody. Yeah, I, I, I would be very pissed off of that. You know, it, it's it's kind of like that same. Uh, that's actually like I think a perfect example of how yeah. to describe it. Um, you're taking this un- incomplete product and showing it to everybody. Yeah, because like you're, you're doing more than just kind of like you know fucking me over. You're kind of just destroying a reputation that I you know have right. created at one point. Because obviously, if you're really good at what you're doing, there's going to be 
spaces where you fuck up and there's going to be spaces where you're going to go back and fix things because you don't feel comfortable with them. But if they like take that from you before you can fix it or like when you're not completely satisfied with it yet. Yeah. It can ruin like studios names or, you know, I mean like, I mean like they'll bounce back from it. Definitely. It's just that, you know, public perception of it is definitely going to change. And, you know, the internet is, is, you know, just kind of like, very fickle and they'll be they're, a, they're as a, judgmental as a possibly yeah they're, yeah, they're, so. they're monsters so like they're, they're gonna get pissed off and then that's gonna definitely uh, change and like people and as much as we think that companies don't pay attention to that stuff they actually do they um like when uh, the new Terminator trailer came out um they uh it's like uh, the people who like cut the trailer saw a lot of the comments and then they recut another trailer to kind of explain the storyline right. from the trailer a little bit more so they actually they, they actually do um like listen to these things they actually uh and with the movie there's only like comments. like you know so much that you can go back and fix exactly um with video games it's a little different because you can always push a project back six six months and go back and maybe fix this thing that people are upset yeah. with but that's the thing you don't want people to see something get upset with it and then you have to be forced to change it mm-hmm. when the full idea wasn't like fully polished out yet pretty much um so don't break any gays again um <laughs> don't be dicks yeah we're all in this together guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, you want cool stuff too so we had um real cool dlc drop this week yeah uh, house of wolves uh, Destiny, that one game that you haven't played in like three or four months. Um, Just like probably all the other games you have on your shelf right now. Um, DLC dropped. It's supposed to be uh, really, really good. I got to play it for about two hours before I got The Witcher. So, yeah. <laughs> um, But it seems really cool. Uh, it's added a lot of new things. It opened up a social area in the reef. Mm-hmm. Um, you like public events on planets. So now you're like fighting like the wolves. Which are these, uh, you know, space aliens and shit that are tougher and whatnot. There's a strike. There's a, like a arena style mode that they've yep. added. Um, there's the Trials of Osiris, which seem really cool. Three v three. You can revive your teammates, um, stuff like that. Uh, you squad wipe pretty yep. much. It's just a big excuse to kind of get back into playing Destiny. I feel like they're adding a lot of things that maybe should have been included in the beginning. <laughs> like, I feel like Destiny was the skeleton, and now they're fleshing it out. So now it's not a person yet. It's a fucking fleshy skeleton, but it's definitely making progress. It's too. just a pile of meat and eyes at this point. And like, we yeah. don't like we don't really have, uh, like, yeah, I, I guess I can see that, because, like, we got done with Destiny pretty quick. Like, the storyline yeah, was, like, The storyline is, is non, almost non-existent. Yeah. The modes are very, very repetitive. You, you get, um, like, what, like, three, three different, uh, like, multiplayer modes, like, Deathmatch, Control, and, uh, and then, like, Capture the Flag, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like... It just got boring after a bit. You can only do the same strike so many times to grind out for levels exactly. before you get and bored it, of it. You, exactly. And even with... Uh, you definitely... Know, so many things are reliant on like your friends being a certain level. Or even if you don't have your friends, like you have to like go and find people who are closer to your level to beat like you know raids and stuff like that. 
And um, who wants to actually do any of that either? Because, I mean, like, you don't want to play with anybody but your friends. Because as far as you know, this guy that you just found online is just going to dick you over. Exactly. Because there's been situations where, um, you know, one person will get uh, three people to go do the strike and they'll be at the very end. And the leader's like, oh, my friend's here, so I'm going to kick you out. Sucks. Yep. So that in that situation, it's kind of shitty, right? Yep. Um I think what they what Destiny could really do right now to come back and boost their sales again is if they did a thing like World of Warcraft did, where they're like, okay, if you jump in now, all your characters will be at level 30. Yeah. So you can do all the raids, and you can do everything, and you still have room to improve, because mm-hmm. they've raised the level cap to 34. But like World of Warcraft did a similar thing, where they're like, you know, I know it's like hard to jump in with your friends right now if you jump in. Will like get you to level like you know seventy, so you can like do those big things with your friends and still have that kind of thing. So I think Destiny could bounce back right now. Yeah, right now they're on top of their game. They gotta find a way to like bring more people in and yeah. like you know secure I mean, their their place. I mean, as little as there was to do in the game, it I mean it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was a great experience and like it just kind of fun to kind of like move around and uh, in the world and just kind of. You use like this really cool science magic hybrid type of stuff and just destroy shit. So, like, I'm I'm excited for this because like it's just gonna like be a reason to, for all of us to kind of kick back, back in on, and then yeah. just play Destiny again. Because like I, I gamefly most of my games because I don't want to buy a bunch of games because like I bought a shit ton of games for my Xbox 360. Yeah, and like after beating them. And like getting as many achievements as I could, like I didn't bother to play yeah, them ever again. Just, they just sit on the shelf and collect dust. Um, but like Destiny, like really prided itself on like we got like a ten year plan. This is gonna game you're gonna be able to play yep. over and over and over again. Um, and at first it didn't seem that way, mm-hmm. but now that they've kind of added like an arena mode and you know different little things here and there. Uh, all your old items, if you really like them, you can just upgrade them instead of having to get rid of them and get a new gun or something like that. Um, so I think this is a, this is a, good, a step in the right direction yeah. for them. Um, if we can have more DLC like this in the future, I think Destiny's going to end up being okay. I think so. So right now, I think if you didn't pick up Destiny at launch, I would say right now is probably a good time to yeah. jump on, get it at a cheaper price because I'm get sure it's on sixty dollars. Get the season pass for twenty bucks, twenty five dollars, and um, work your do that grinding. Yep, because it's not bad. It's just it's a fun game. It's just it's not all there yet. Yeah. Um, one last thing uh, before we jump to movies, um, let's talk about our favorite RPGs because we're talking about Fallout and Destiny uh, and Destiny. So. Um, one of my favorite role-playing games right now is The Witcher. Just because yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's so mind-blowing to me, like, how crazy big this game is. Um, there's, of course, some issues and issues that I think um, if I was playing, like, on a super high-end PC, I wouldn't have. Sometimes the, like, video can be a little laggy. Yeah. Um, but overall, it is just as, like, astounding, mind-blowing game. Um, really large, really huge world. Mm-hmm. Plenty of stuff to explore. Plenty of weird monsters to kill. It's very like weird. Like yeah. the one of your first missions is killing a griffin. That's like it's one of those weird mythological mythological creatures. Is, that, is that the one that's in the trailer? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not you know like your 
like royally looking griffin. It's a fucking this weird like just ugly monster thing. Yeah. Um, at some point, not to like it's just really spoiler free. Um, you run into this thing called a botchling, which a botchling is <laughs> a, so weird. Is a stillborn baby that wasn't given a proper burial. And it comes back and like, like, like exists from the grave and feeds on the like blood of like nursing mothers or like pregnant mothers and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just like really gross baby, like just fleshy looking and like gross teeth. It's got like an umbilical cord and all this shit. It's really like disgusting, but like super weirdly like mythologically driven. Um, it sounds so weird. It's really gross, but it's cool. I like I, and it's weird and it's kind of grosses me out. But I really appreciate it. There's, uh, and one of the things, one of the big deals about The Witcher is like, so you're fighting creatures, and at first you may not know how to beat them, but then once oh, you defeat Oh, man. Yeah, I just looked. You just, <laughs> did you look, look botchling? Botchling, oh my god. Botchlings are pretty gross. You guys. Um, That's some gnarly trauma shit right there. Look up botchling on Google Images, and you will be grossed out. Has like a huge cleft lip and like no nose, giant bug eyes, and whew, that's gnarly looking. It's a really it has gross. like five rows of teeth. <laughs> it's like a really gross like creature, right? And it's like one of those things where it's it's gross. And in that mission where you find the botchling, um, you have two choices, and the father of the botchling. Or of the, you know, baby before it was stillborn. He, like, asks you to not kill it. So you have the choice to either fight it and it becomes this, like, bigger creature thing that you fight. Or you can try and turn it into a lumberkin, which is, like, a spirit that protects your, like, house and, like, family and stuff. But you have to, like, bury it underneath your home or, like, under your, like, you know, whatever. So it's, it's really weird. It, it's cool, though. I like things like this. It, it's gross, but you're like, this is really neat, though, right? That's some Grendel-looking shit. <laughs> that's like some Beowulf-Grendel-looking stuff right there. Oh, um, man, that's gnarly-looking. So if you just looked up uh, Botchling in, uh, in Google Images, you get Witcher 3 images. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. I like shit like that, shit that's gross. And, like, to defeat creatures... Like, you have to beat one, but once you beat one, it shows up in your bestiary, and it tells you what they're weak to, and it gives you, like, a little, like, a uh, little entry about the creature and everything. It all seems really cool. Um, right, like I said, right now I'm really into The Witcher. But other games which are very different, um, Fallout. Fallout is one of those weird explorer games where it's just, um, you kind of make your own story. Yeah. Yeah, Fallout, um... I, mean, I remember Fallout 3 just really drawing me in, and I think I, I lost the summer to that game just because, like, that's all I wanted to do is I just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to play that game. Just wanted to walk the wasteland. There's so much stuff you can just walk around and do, and it's almost infinite, I would say, because you can walk around, and there's so many quests and caves that you can go into. They, like, you might find a random person walking around, and they might start you on this quest that's going to take you two hours to do. And you know, not only that too, because they, they they send you across the world, and then you run into like three or four other quests, and you end up like getting sidetracked by those quests on your way to do that one epic quest, right? And then you know, next thing you know, you're back on track again, and then you have to go all the way back, and then you find three more quests you're doing, 
And it, it, it's just kind of like this gnarly domino effect. And for me, in games like this, it's twice the amount of that. Because I'll do a good playthrough while I'll do nothing but good things. And then I'll do a bad playthrough where I'm just fucking killing civilians and fucking blowing towns up. And, you know, like, <laughs> I think all like, kinds yeah, of everybody shit. does that. So, um, it's very weird because I, I would say I'm more probably like on a neutral evil when I play these games. But Usually. to play them like fully good or like fully bad is just completely crazy. Like with Fallout New Vegas, um, you have the option to be a cannibal. You can like yeah. eat people, right? And if people watch you, they'll like go crazy and like start shooting you and stuff. Um, and it, it, you like lose karma. That's mm-hmm. their, their like good bad um, thing. Um, so you lose karma. Eventually, you're just super bad for eating people. Um, to the point to where you, if you eat enough people, there's, like, a special, like, thing you can unlock where you have to eat the leaders of, like, the four major groups. And if you do that, you, like, gain, like, crazy powers and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's kind of weird. It, it's cool, though, that they give you that option. It's 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 weird. And I hope I see th- we see things like this in Fallout 4 um, where it's like, okay, you can be bad, um, but it's, it's worse than being bad. You can, like, fucking eat people. I really doubt they'd add, like, a fucking, like, you know, like, teabag after their dead feature or something. But, you know. Well, they might as well just do it. (laughs) Because then I would definitely go buy Fallout 4. It's one of those things where I I ate your face. Now I'm going to teabag the shit out of your nice These games, they, like, they really pride themselves on being fully immersive and letting you have the choice to do whatever you want. Almost like like D&D, where you can do... Whatever the fuck you want to do. It might not be a good idea, but you could do it if you want to. Yeah. And that's what I hope we see in the next coming years. Maybe maybe we won't see it with this uh, with this generation of consoles. So I don't think our technology is quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but where you can literally do anything. Whatever you want. If you want to fucking rape and pillage, you can <laughs> rape and pillage. If you want to, like, build and repair and, like, do all this shit, you can do that. You yep. know? That seems like kind of one of those cool things that um, maybe we don't have the technology for just yet to, like, get it perfect. But in the future, I see, like, role-playing games mm-hmm. getting that in depth. It is a matter of time, really. Um, I remember, see, my favorite RPGs, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the Borderlands series. Um, that was always really fun, just the sense of humor that they brought to it and everything. Yeah, I really enjoyed those. A game um, that doesn't... I, I enjoy games that don't take themselves too seriously and kind of make fun of those tropes in other games. Yeah. I think that's why I'm a huge fan of Saints Row, just because it's it's such a ridiculous parody of everything that it's just like, okay, like in what game are you going to be able to like, you know, do all this crazy shit? Just this game. Yeah. And uh, I'm really having a hard time thinking of other RPGs, mostly because like I never really played that many, and the most I ever played were just like the Fallout series uh, and uh, Borderlands. Um, I don't know. One game that I want to see, one RPG that I would fucking piss my pants and shit myself and throw up all at the same time if they ever like announced it would be a sequel to KOTOR. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, because that game was just, it was insane, because, you know, as a Star Wars game where you can have a lightsaber, cool, but if you don't want a lightsaber, you don't need a lightsaber, mm-hmm. you can just use a fucking gun, you know, and there's just so many, like, choices and, like, different characters that you can be with. Um, imagine, 
I don't know if you played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. No, I didn't. But the like style of like that high end graphics with like, in a Star Wars universe would yeah. be really cool. Um, Mass Effect. That's uh, another one of those great RPGs that's really benchmarked. I got. I only got so far into Mass Effect. I mean, like Mass Effect is just like this. It was this huge game, and I'm pretty sure like almost, like almost everybody you ask was super into it. Like I just couldn't get into it. And, I played through, I think, like, half of the first one, and I was just kind of like, it's cool, I dig it, but I the just can't get into one, it. The first one, okay, I played through the, all of the first one, all of the second one, and I got through half of the third one, but the first one was kind of subpar. It, like, there was weird elements that were a little unnecessary, like, dropping on the planet in the little fucking Mako, and, like, having to, like, drive around the planet was pretty annoying. Um, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 really uh, kind of fix that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a good chance that we'll see, like, Mass Effect Definitive Trilogy Edition. Because, you know, with all the... A- okay, so another thing, um, other gaming news that I forgot to mention earlier because I forgot about it. Um, Capcom announced that 75% of their companies are going to be working on HD remakes for, like, all of their popular games. So they're just going to be... It's just going to be nothing but, like, Street Fighter and Resident Evil. And Resident Evil. That's that's all it's going to be. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I think it's a slippery slope because Capcom originally came out with the Resident Evil... Uh, HD or the one that you know that just came out. Yeah, um, they came out and they're like, you know, we're just gonna do this and we're gonna like gauge to see, like, you know, what, like, well, how many people like want this, and now they're like, yeah, fuck you, no, we're just gonna make this from now on. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and like the last few Resident Evil games haven't been that well received, if I remember correctly. Right, right, and, yeah. Um, they've gone away more so from Resident Evil One, where it's very creepy and like you're like really confined to spaces and it's more like action based and yeah like they they took everything they mean uh resident evil 4 was a cool mix of both being very terrifying but also being very action oriented yeah uh but now they're just kind of like resident evil 5 all they did was that they just made it an action game and that was well it. with resident evil 5 they like spread it up into three stories where one is closer to resident evil one is closer to like Resident Evil, like four, or maybe more so like five, where it's more like action oriented. And then there's a fucking one where you're just like super powerful and fucking. I thought that was, I thought that was six. That was six, yeah. You're, you're right. Six did that. Yeah. Um, um, five was with that shitty AI yeah. character that yeah, you had five to was, deal uh, with and babysit. You're in Africa and punching African zombies. <laughs> African zombies in the uh, face. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I feel like they very much veered away from um, what made Resident Evil good, and that's why people were so excited about the new Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, But now, to know that they're just going to stick to making remakes is is a little upsetting, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Maybe that's just me, but... um, Yeah, so... uh, Gaming... I think that's about it. Um, let's not talk about gaming anymore. Uh, let's talk about movies. Unless we want to take a break. We can take a break. Let's break like, we'll take a quick break. And All right, we'll let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and talk about movies. Because we got uh, stuff to talk about. Like the Avengers. Uh, Woo Avengers! Yay! And talk about Ultron. Just-
pictures and stuff. <laughs> we have uh, we had uh, Avengers come out two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago because we we're going to talk about it um, two weeks ago, but I don't think you've seen it. We're kind of waiting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but now everybody should have seen it. If you're going to see it, um, this is pretty much going to be a uh, spoilery talk. I mean, pretty much talk about it. I anyone mean, who has like who was going to go see it has seen it already. Yeah. If you haven't, um, skip ahead. Uh, maybe I'll make note and put it out somewhere in the podcast to skip ahead to yeah. uh, a certain point. Um, but Age of Ultron um, has broke a billion dollars at box office, I believe, right? I mean, like it was kind of expected. And like the first movie did that, um, they broke a million. They broke a billion dollars as well. Um, so, I mean, anyone who didn't think this movie was going to make a shit ton of money. Come on. <laughs> Get your head out of your ass. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and it's cool because this means that later on, um, of course, you know, everything in the end comes down to making money. Yeah. Um, but if you're for sure going to make a billion dollars off a project, you're not going to have any problem with putting $500 million into the budget. Right? Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, they, they had a yeah, pretty fucking big budget on this movie. <clears throat> When compared to the first one, because they're kind of just going about this bigger, better, right? Uh, and, type and, of and that kind of really makes it. me excited for, um, you know, our next two movies, right? Yep. Um, so next two are going to be split up, but that makes me very excited for it um, because that means that we're going to have this like giant blockbuster fucking money pit that's going to look crazy insane. Yeah. Um, they're really going to like you know spend that extra time to. Go back and make sure everything looks as perfect as it can, um, and the, the, where money's not going to be an issue with it, right? Yep. So we can talk about the story I guess, a little bit um, of the movie, a little synopsis, if you will. Yeah. So pretty much, it takes place essentially like yeah. right after the um, events of the like first, almost one, right? right after. They're, they're kind of. Uh, uh, it's taking it's like more so it's kind of taking place after the events of the last Captain America movie. Right, they're, right. they're cleaning up uh, some Hydra base in some Arctic, uh, you know, some Russian area. Yeah, I don't fucking yeah, know. So it, it's of course it's going to be Russia. Like I feel like that's just the bad guy always. Not to any of our if we have any Russian listeners, not to get butt hurt, but I feel like. But you guys are evil. Just saying, just. You just guys are evil. The Cold War has stuck in the U.S. pretty much as far as you being the bad guy. Maybe at some point you guys will be dethroned with North Korea, but as of right now, I still think Russia is like the big one that everybody is like, oh no, Russians. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty, pretty much. Just pretty much summing it up, you guys are evil. Just saying. <laughs> Don't be mad. Just be evil. Just, just take it. Just, just take it. Just take it. Just, it's fine. Um, so, so, yeah, so they're clearing up some so bases. They're clearing up some hydro bases. And um, so, you know, they're, they're showing, you know, off everyone's, you know, moves. Everyone's, you know, back in that they're a, you know, a nice, well-oiled. The Avengers are a nice, well-oiled machine. Yeah, you um, see them, like, pulling off all kinds of, like, crazy coordinated stunts cord- yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, the whole, uh, like, reverb, like, the whole, like, reverb blast that you know Captain America and and Thor pull off with like yeah. Thor's hammer and a shield is pretty cool um, and so after that they uh, you know after they clear out the base they uh, they find some uh, they find Loki's scepter and then they introduce uh, the, the twins from the yeah. end of uh, the first Scarlet movie Scarlet Witch Scarlet Witch and, uh, and Quicksilver yeah um, now despite them being in this movie uh, and 
uh, you know, the X Men belonging, uh, the X Men movie rights belonging to Fox. Right. Uh, they are not, you know, Magneto's kids as you would kind of want them to be. I would like, I'd really want them. Yeah, to that was, be. it was kind of like it, it makes sense why they couldn't do it, but it would have yeah. been kind of cool. I mean, it may it's it's nice, and I like the way they introduced them as just like these orphan twins. Yeah, you know, like, they 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 made their uh, background pretty great. Like there, there's this whole scene where they're, uh, uh, you know. Talking about how they lost their yeah, parents, and like they, the discussion about, it and they and were like uh, trapped for a couple days under like a, a bomb that was that had Stark's name on it. Yeah, and they said they you know we waited for two days for Stark to kill us, and I thought that was pretty cool, and it made it made a compelling yeah, it was, motivation it, it, behind. It made you like look at these characters and be like, okay, so they're not just like some shitheads. Like there's a reason why they're like trying to fight yeah. the Avengers and everything. Um, so. so you know it, it, that that part was pretty cool, but um so. After they find the scepter, we kind of see some of the skill set between uh, of uh, you know Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver a little bit. Um, we see uh, Scarlet Witch uh, kind of uh, get into the mind of Tony Stark, um, and then get like, like plant an image in his head right. of, uh, of of the like, Avengers um, dead around him. Um, you essentially, know, it being his fault, like yeah. he could have prevented it, but exactly. he like didn't. Um, um, and then from there, uh, you know, that's kind of where everything takes off. And then, you know, you have the party scene that we've seen in the trailers a million times. Right. Um, and then after that, like, I'm just kind of kind of hard to reimagine everything because the movie's fairly long. The movie's right, like, yeah, it's like almost like three two hours and, and two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, two and a half hours long. Um, but they uh, go through some regular stuff and then they kind of just keep, like, essentially the whole movie is like a, uh, Ultron gets made. Um, between, uh, yeah, so so essentially, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner secretly make Ultron yeah. um, without anybody else knowing, and then he goes bad, and everybody's like, "What the fuck, Tony Stark?" <laughs> and he was like, "Don't worry, you guys, it's gonna be okay." But it wasn't. It wasn't, or else there wouldn't be a movie, right? Yeah, you know, this is how so. it goes. Um, but you know, then uh, some stuff goes down. They fight. They don't fight. They talk for a bit, and then the vision gets made, um, which is a kind of an astounding addition. I didn't. Yeah, like, I didn't so, expect the vision in it at so, all. So before this, to kind of add some more stuff in there, like Ultron is running around trying to make a better body for himself. Yeah, and that's how the vision gets made. He's like going to different places and like you know like collecting all yeah. the materials. And this whole time he's got the twins with them working with them yep. because of course they have a common enemy in yeah. the situation. And like Ultron's able to convince them that you know he's just out to destroy the Avengers, but Scarlet Witch soon discovers afterwards that he's planning on destroying, destroying the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, just replacing humans with uh, with robots, right? Uh, with uh, his versions of himself. And um, it's uh, that that part of the movie is okay. That's not bad. Um, and then uh, you know, then there's the big team up at the end uh, where he is like well, Ultron's plan is to just take a huge chunk of the Earth, uh, which is a uh, part of a city um, and uh, in Europe, and they just kind of drag it up. He just kind of flies it upwards as high as it can possibly go, and then. He will launch it downwards, and which would kind of essentially like, like do a like meteor yeah, dinosaur killing thing. Exactly, and like that would just destroy all life on the planet. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I read that arc in the comic books anywhere. Um, I honestly cannot remember because I'm pretty sure that arc is pulled out of a time frame that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> because right. 
Um, it feels very 80s in a way. Um, um, it's uh, it's cool. Um, you kind of see them. Uh, you know, everybody is kind of pissed at the Avengers at some point because yeah. Hulk and uh, Iron Man have this yeah. huge battle and destroy Africa and Wakanda. Yeah, the nation yeah. of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where you? Could, it's it's really cool. I think that they mentioned that because that's where you see. Uh, the Black Panther. Yeah, that's where out Black Panther is going to be coming out of. So um, the ruler. I thought it was kind of cool that they uh, added that in there. Um, but yeah, so you know they kind of destroy this giant, uh, you know, African city. Yeah, they're um, pretty much like uh, there's like this metropolitan area that gets kind of uh, just completely destroyed in, uh, by Iron Man in his Hulkbuster suit and the whole Hulk. uh, when the Hulk kind of goes crazy. Um, so and after that, they like. Yeah, so we need to like leave. Yeah, so they like hide out. For They're kind of like bit. fugitives at this point, and yeah, they they hide out for a bit, and then we kind of see the uh, reemergence of Shield as well, uh, kind of coming back, um, not in, in like a full like you know. Guess government sanctioned way, but they're just like uh, they're reforming themselves slowly, right? Um, and they got the old, uh, they got the old, uh, you know, shield helicarrier back, yeah, um, free from propulsion, all that other stuff. Yeah, I was um, to be honest with you, I was almost sure that Hawkeye was gonna die during this movie, yeah, the whole time because <laughs> they introduce his family, yeah, I'm like, I'm, he has two kids, I'm fucking shit, man, you're gonna fucking kill him, right? And then, like, right at the end, where where like he sees that kid and he's like, I gotta go save. Him. And I'm like, this is where he's gonna what? die. This nigga's gonna die right now. Why can't guys. Quicksilver do this? Why can't Quicksilver literally take care of this in a second and a half? <laughs> but no, it has to be Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same thing. I, I kind of thought I was there, there's no way they're building up the character this much to let him yeah, live. Yeah, like like showing by the end his of the movie. family and like you know. Like his, I'll be back. Don't his worry. wife is pregnant, and he says, "This is the last time. I promise." Like it ain't, nigga. It ain't gonna be your last time. And you know the fact that he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna like we're gonna fix this part of the house, and we're not gonna do anything." And then later he's like, "Okay, so I want to add this other thing to the house." He's <laughs> like, "So maybe if I knock out that kitchen wall, we can add another play space for the kids." He's <laughs> like, and also the fact that his wife is pregnant is is it's kind of like just like the whole thing like. Led me to believe that the, he was definitely going to die. die. Um, of course, he doesn't. I, I think yeah. it would have been fine. I mean, like he's <laughs> one of those characters where I'm just like, technically, you're here, but you're only here because you were in the first movie. Like, yeah, I mean, know? like, like his addition. Like when I first saw him in the first movie, I was actually very surprised Hawkeye was even in it. Right. I'm like, I wasn't too sure that. It's like, I was thinking like maybe they would have had someone else in it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, you know, who they would have they would who they would have had. Um, but I, I would be probably think like someone else would have been in it, especially since he didn't really have he wasn't you know shown in any movie yeah. prior to that point. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was. Um, I would have been perfectly fine with him getting offed. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole time, like I said, I literally thought it was going to happen. I mean, like, so. I, I as a character, he's not bad. He's he's a decent character. It's just um, like in the first movie, he just didn't serve much of a purpose, which is, I think what everyone was getting at. Yeah. Um, and that's what they were making fun of this in this entire movie too. Is that he? <laughs> it's like, what use are you in this? Is in this team, man? It's like, um, but it's just kind of like. Like, I guess like they just needed like a like a counterweight to uh, Black Widow being there and yeah. her being the only unsuper like un I guess like 
you know, super powered person right. on the team, which I get. It's just that uh, they, the fact that they had to wait until the second movie to flesh out his character at all, just kind of, just kind of made it like you know, heavy handed. And the fact like, that it just felt like he was going to die in yeah, the movie. Because you're like, because you're like, why else would you build up a character that you didn't give two shits about in the first movie? Yeah, right. Like, there's absolutely no reason to make you feel something for a character unless you're going to fucking kill him. Yep. Right. Because it's what's the point of feeling emotionally invested in a character if you're just going to be emotionally invested at the end, right? Yeah. If it's just going to like teeter off, you're like, okay, whatever. So he has a family. Because that's how I feel about it now. I yeah. think if they would have killed him, I'd have been like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. You guys, this dude dies. <laughs> it would like after I found out about his family and kids and his pregnant wife, and now they're going to be raised alone in the farm. Yep. And and everyone's going to be sad forever. Yeah, it's it like it, it would have hit a lot harder. Granted, though, we probably would have been able to see it coming from a mile away because we were just expecting it at this point. But it probably would have been a lot more effective than anything else. Right. Um, so now I'm just gonna ask you this because like I have my answer for it. But genuinely, did you like the movie at all? Like, did you like the movie uh, in reference to comic books and then also as a standalone movie as well? Um, I think it was not super action-packed and i understand that like you know story-wise and like everything it wasn't super crazy because it's a second movie yeah. of course it's the build-up to the third one um that being said it wasn't a bad movie yeah. i yeah i had no problem paying uh i it's like what 24 bucks 12 dollars a ticket for me and my girlfriend so you know there's no problem there um i had no problem with paying to go watch it i went to go you watch it on, on friday on the friday it came out um yeah yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I uh, I left satisfied. Um, there was plenty of like just little like you know funny things here and there. Yeah, like of course everybody like trying to like lift Thor's hammer and being like there's that whole sequence or you know the whole like sword in the stone yep. thing where everybody's trying to pull up the hammer <laughs> and uh, and Cap is able to move it just a little bit and you kind of see that look on Thor's face. Yeah, they went like like he was like ah fuck, <laughs> but then he couldn't, so he was like okay that's fine. And then later on, they kind of allude to that again, mm. where you know the vision just hands Thor the vision his just like picks it up and just hands it to him, and, and and you just see this look of like, what? <laughs> okay, and then and then like and then you see uh, uh, who is it like Cap and um, is it Cap and Stark? Is it? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Um, like and they're going like, so if you put the so if you put the hammer in elevator, the elevator won't be able to go up because <laughs> the elevator is not worthy. <laughs> But if Thor's in the elevator with it, then he can, then it'll go up. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, you know, there's plenty of like weird little things where um, it's things that you know you would think of yeah. that they kind of like allude to in that movie. Where it's like you know, in that movie, I'm often like, or you know, the whole idea of Thor's hammer. I'm like you know, you think of things like that. You're like, yeah. so if it wasn't an elevator, like would the elevator lift it up? Like what's going on? Um, Another thing I thought funny, they kind of just had like a running joke that they started right at the beginning of the movie when someone says something and Captain America says language. Yeah. And everybody just gives them shit for the rest <laughs> of the movie for it. I thought, you know, weird, That's pretty cool. The little things where they kind of just like do funny things throughout the movie. I, I enjoy that because yeah. it breaks it breaks the action in in these mm-hmm. movies. It like gives you a little like, oh, <laughs> that's what that's funny. Yeah. You know. They're, they're, they're just busting balls. Like that's just pretty, pretty much. Just like, it's kind of like what you would expect from a team who kind of became friends at some point. Yeah, kind of do it to each other. Now, personally speaking, on, on my end, 
Um, I, I liked the movie as well. It was fun. It was, you know, they had just the right amount of action and the pacing was nice throughout the entire movie. Um, I w- didn't really dig it as much as the first movie, only because this one definitely felt like it's just a big setup for right. the and Infinity and War. And of course, Infinity War is going to be insane. Yeah, it's like, it should be insane. If it's not insane, then it's kind of like you well, just built this all up for nothing. <laughs> Because it's going to be in two parts. That first part is also going to be another build-up movie. Yeah. Um, think of um, Harry Potter, uh, the final yeah. one, one and two. So in the first one, you see like, okay, they're just building everything up. And the last one, they have the fucking dragon, right? Yeah. So it just it's going to be that same thing where we're going to see things happening and there's going to be little action sequences, but it's just going to be a little fucking cock tease, just enough yeah. to like get you to be like, fuck. I, I can't wait for this, like you know, next one. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be one of those yeah. situations for sure. Like, but like, but that being said, though, it's just I didn't really. Like, I felt like they could have probably have done a little bit more uh, story wise to make it a little more compelling because because we know that Infinity War is coming and because we know all this is happening. Like uh, you know, we knew that they were going to come out of this fine. You know, there there was no anticipation of like yeah, of, like, like anything. What a main character might get killed, yeah. or like, um, like if anything, leave or like if anything, like as I said, like this movie is just a big, a big setup for everything else because they're setting up uh, the third Captain America movie with this. Right. I mean, like they had the destruction of uh, New York City in the in the first Avengers movie, and they had the destruction of this metro- big metropolitan area in Wakanda. Um, for not only Black Panther but also for the third Captain America movie, so this is going to start off the the, the whole Civil War thing, the Civil right, War because, initiative deal. Because the whole yeah, the, that's the whole reason behind the initiative deal is there's giant explosions and things are getting too destroyed. Where they're like, you know, these people need to register so yeah. we know what they're doing, and like that just brings up the point to me, like where I'm not sure how they're going to really pull this off with Captain America because the whole thing in the comic books with Civil War was that you know the heroes were split down the middle. And you had, you know, Captain America leading against against this registration act and surprisingly having Tony Stark lead for this uh, registration act. Well, you know, um, you, you have like Tony Stark already in the public eye. Everybody already knows he's yeah. Iron Man. So. Well, everyone already knows that Steve Rogers is Captain America. Right, right. Um, in the comic books. It's just it's one of those things where Civil War was really, really big. There were so many like uh, characters involved and you had um, a character like Spider-Man. Um, Unmasking himself. And- yeah, exactly. And that was such a huge deal up until this point to where, you know, he he's obviously wearing a suit. So, you know, at this point he has a wife, right? Yeah. During Civil War, he has a wife and he has uh, his Aunt May and everything. Yeah. So we there's a yeah. there's a reason why he, he was staying masked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to anyone who was reading it up until this point, they saw that um, – that this was a big deal. Spider-Man yeah. unmasking himself was like a giant, like something that you know unprecedented. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's something that no one really thought was going to happen. Even though, like, kind of shortly thereafter, it kind of went back to status quo. Right. And, but yeah, I'm saying I'm saying this because, I, of course, Spider-Man is going to be in Civil War, right? Or, I he. He's supposed to be. I mean, I know he's supposed to get his I own feel, movie. I feel like he he needs to be because during Civil War he was like one of those main characters that you know you have on both sides. You have like you know yeah. him unmasking and he gets the the Iron Spider, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, he gets the a uh, suit from from Tony from Stark. Stark. Yeah, um, but then he also goes back to wanting to be. Yeah. Then then, then he uh, then he uh, f- um, you know flip flops. 
because I, I can't remember the exact reason why it's been a while since I read that story arc. So, but like, um, but it's like you know, he's such a big deal in in Civil War. So I want to see how this is done. Um, I feel like there's not enough fleshed out characters in the Marvel universe, movie universe, in the, in the cinematic in the, universe, in, in the movie universe to make Civil War as big and important yeah. as it was in the comic books. Because you also had a lot of uh, villains in Civil yeah. War, right? Um, and they were aligning, and they were they were aligning just as much as uh, as the heroes, as the heroes were. So, um, so it's, like, it, it's weird. I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. I'm sure they have an idea, and I'm sure they, you know. The writers are, are writing it, you know, you know, uh, Feige, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Um, he's he's doing a great job. I'm pretty sure he has a set plan for it. It's just that I don't know, like, not knowing what it is, it's kind of, like, just making me do the guessing game at this point. Right. And, um, and maybe it's because I, you know, maybe I'm not, like, the super creative type. Maybe I can't think of, like, how they could make this work. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see. I and mean, it's, uh, when is that supposed to come out? Next year? Year um, after that? I think... 2016 sometime in 2016 yeah, sounds about right it, um, it seems a little stupid that they would make us wait two years for yeah. for the next movie essentially yeah so um, like um so they're they're setting so uh i guess getting back to our original point um so they're setting up that movie and then uh i'm pretty sure um there there's some setups for some other stuff uh, they're setting up something with the hulk too because the hulk just goes away right. in the movie he, like uh there there's a point where he's supposed to turn back like turn a jet back around but he just sits there and then he just uh, leaves. leaves and just lets it take him wherever the hell it, it takes him and they don't know where he's at anymore yeah so we're not entirely sure what his like what the next move with the hulk is going to be um so that's a setup to be paid off who knows when at some point i, I, I they could just leave him alone until Infinity Wars. Yeah. Who knows? And then he just randomly like shows up. He's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm back. Yeah. And I know for a while there was a rumor that the, uh, the next thing that they uh, Marvel was going to do was going to be like a Planet Hulk movie. Um, but, you know, everyone just kind of denied those rumors and saying that's not happening. There's not going to be any Hulk movies uh, being made for him at all. Um, so... You know, it's uh, like I feel I'm like uh, they go. they could pull it off. They could make a good Hulk movie. Um, I think they have a bad taste in their mouth because I don't think any of the Hulk movies in recent years have been that successful. The Eric Bana one was kind of weird. Like the Ang Lee directed one was because it's, it's like this weird art artistic take on the Hulk, which is kind of, kind of a weird character to do that with. Yeah. Um, uh, and most doesn't really make sense for the director, uh, you know, Ang Lee. Was, like, I mean, like he's able to pull off action scenes and other, and other cool stuff, like we've seen in Crouching Tiger, Hidden right. Dragon. But like with like the Hulk, where it's just like pure visceral adrenaline filled like destruction. Destruction, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird mix. And then uh, the film with uh, Ed Norton um, that came out a couple years ago with uh, Tim Roth and everything else. Uh, which was supposed to be in direct line with um, the that Avengers. Supposed, yeah, that was supposed to be like one of those like leading up. Yeah, um, like, that's the up. only movie that didn't get multiple parts before, uh, like right before this movie, because um, they kind of just abandoned because it didn't really do that well. But they were at least um, at least able to establish the character. Right. Um, but uh, so like like then that one didn't do super great. So yeah, they they're kind of not really. Uh, 
I mean, they could stoked on. They could do it. They could make a really good Hulk movie. I'm sure they could. They they have the like writing power and like the creativity and the money. Most importantly, to make they find like the best directors for each movie. Somehow, I'm not sure how they do it, but they're able to find some really good directors. So I'm sure they could do it, but I'm sure they're also a little worried. Yeah. So I could see us not getting another Hulk movie, and just maybe. Um. I don't know, maybe seeing him at the end of, like, some other movie. Yeah. He maybe see him at the end of... uh, Ant-Man or something. or Ant-Man or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, just at the end of something. Not to where he would have, like, a whole main part. Yeah. But... But... um, So, you know, uh, the new Avengers movie definitely set that up for something. And um, they set up something for... for uh, Coming down the line, probably was just the next Avengers movie in general because... The ending shot of uh, Age of Ultron um, has like this new team of Avengers, right? Um, that they bring in, uh, which is Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Uh, Quicksilver dies. He doesn't come back, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. Yeah, no, I was I was kind of sad. I was like, "What? You're not gonna like fucking save this bitch? Like, you can't just like. I mean, like, there's this whole thing with like." You know, putting people in like this, like in, this chamber, chamber, like, in like, that chamber yeah. thing, and, and like fixing them, like you can't just throw them in there. Because, like, in all honesty, I was going like, okay, he's he's bleeding out, right. and, I'm going, and, like, and, and I thought like, okay, he's like, he's, they're just he's, gonna throw him in there yeah, and incubate like, him for a couple he's minutes, like, quote unquote, dead. But then, like, one of the directors came out recently and was like, yeah, no, we're not gonna see any more Quicksilver in the movies. And I was like, really? That's like, stupid. You couldn't, like, That's stupid. You could like Marvel is is that is a fucking like you know this whole like superhero realm. You can just be like, but they came back. Yeah, who knows how? I mean, like Marvel is just known for kind of like you know doing like pulling that kind of crap over and over and over again. And I would be like, I thought he was cool. I think you know I think it was a bad idea. characterization of, of Quicksilver. I, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was decent enough, and like I like the whole like. I uh, think I preferred the Quicksilver in uh, the latest X Men movie than in this one. A lot, a lot of people do. A but lot of people do. but at the same time, you know, it's not. It wasn't bad. Yeah, you know, and it is. Um, I don't know. I'm a little upset that he's not going to be coming back. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of uh, upsetting because they they could probably have done something interesting with the character down the line. But anywho. But yeah, no, so we have a we have like three, three or four. Yeah, Scar- Scarlet Witch, uh, and then uh, Falcon. Yeah, and uh, and I know uh, the Vision is in there. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, that the new team of Avengers, which is kind of like this, it's kind of a weird team of Avengers in my opinion, just because they don't they don't yeah. look like they match up too well. Yeah, but then again, you think of like um, someone like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a yeah. weird fucking ragtag group of. Of heroes, right? That don't really mix up, but they all play against each other in a weird way. Yeah, and I'm sure they can make this thing happen with these new Avengers. Um, the director came out and said um, that he would have um, he wanted to put Spider-Man in that last shot, um, but the like deal just like happened like just a little bit too late, like yep. just after shooting. And he said he also wanted to add um, Captain Marvel, I believe. Someone in there. Someone, uh, like, weird. It would be kind of too soon. Well, I mean, like, if it's just kind of like a little glimpsing shot, yeah. that would work. But, like, oh, like just showing, you know, like, 
the Captain Marvel just like that would be a little bit too uh, too quick because the movie isn't even out. It's, right, right. We haven't seen anything from the movie at all yet. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think he went back is like, yeah, this character hasn't been fleshed out enough. Like, this character deserves like a full-on story, yeah. like characterization before we just throw him in there. Yeah. With Spider-Man, you could do that because everybody's like, Spider-Man... Everyone know, knows Spider-Man. Yeah, we There's know been several movies, yeah. several Spider-Man movies right now. Um, now, like, I, I've found myself kind of like not being as excited for these upcoming Marvel movies, yeah. Just because like we've we've had so many of them, and I just kind of I feel like I need a breather. For it's a just bit. it's getting a little tedious. We have Ant Man in like what a month or two. I think so, yeah. Um, and then I think that wraps it up for Marvel at the end of, the, end of this year. Um, but then we have you know Captain America coming out next year. Yep. Um, you know we have plenty of like TV shows that they have planned and like all this other shit. It's 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 almost like a little bit too much at this point. Like it's yeah. getting like a little exhausting to keep up with the Marvel universe, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, right. especially people who are reading comics too. Because like I'm like as much either you know they they love the movies or they hate the movies and they're gonna hate watch them anyway. So like they're they're keeping up with like uh, with like three different universes at this point, right. which are all like somehow affecting each other, which is weird and kind of stupid in my opinion. Um, well, I. Like I said, for for common audience people who just watch these movies because they're like, yeah, comics, like, super cool. Um, those kind of people who are just very, like, basic to comic books, I'm sure would have a, like, slightly harder uh, time grasping the idea of, like, multiple different universes. And, like, yes, we have, like, technically three different Spider-Mans, but we're just following this one. But sometimes this one will go into this universe, yep. and they like will meet, and I think that would make people's brains explode. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see what they do with it. But like you said, yeah, it's getting a little exhausting to deal with all the different shit that's going on in Marvel Universe right yeah, now. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm finding myself like less excited for Black Panther and for Captain Marvel. Is they am for uh, even the Deadpool movie that's been announced too. Yeah, I mean I know that's not um, like part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's just like it seems cool and it seems different. It's just that I'm just not really it's, too it, it, buzzed about it. They're getting to the point to where they might reach their tipping point. Yeah, of course you're gonna have um, the next Avengers make a ton of movie. You're gonna have the next Guardians of the Galaxy make a ton of movie. But that are uh, ton of movie, ton of money. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that audiences aren't gonna get fed up with this, yeah. right? Just because games are good that are coming out or movies that are good that are coming out, if you put out too much of those things, nobody's gonna want to play them anymore. Yep. Or watch them anymore. Or in comic books, I was going to want to read, like, you know, the same zombie comic four or five times. Exactly. Four to five different publishers or whatever. So, they're walking on thin ice right now. I think yeah. it's, it's very uh, it's very easy for them to take that plunge to where no, everybody's going to kind of get tired of these movies. At least, you know, in- I, I'm sure some people... The more and more they put out, the more it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a problem for just Marvel like at all, too. It's, it's a problem for you know DC because if like Marvel burns out the market, people are not going to want to go see you know Batman versus Superman. They're not yeah. going to want to go see the fucking Justice League movie. I mean, hell, hardly anybody wants to see those movies at to all right now. Right, yeah. It's like, there's, <laughs> like, by the time like the, the, everyone gets burned out of this stuff, no one's going to want to go see it. And, yeah. So I guess we'll... Um, Hopefully they kind of back off 
for a little bit. Um, I know they won't because it's making money. It's making way too much. I money. mean, if it continues to make this amount of money, then everyone's going to keep sticking with it anyway. Right, and even if they just make their money back, they're going to keep doing it. Right. So. Exactly. <sighs> too much comic talk. Um, I guess I can mark this point to where we move on and are done with spoilers for a little bit. So um, let's talk about something else. Uh, we have uh, Mallrats 2 that yeah. was announced. Um, I think they said they're going to start shooting that next year. Um, Kevin Smith coming out of retirement again. Yeah. Well, technically, he's always like doing something, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a huge nerd. This is what he he's he's doing what he wants to do, right? So he like you know he's always wanted to make movies. He's always wanted to just smoke weed and fucking <laughs> like the weed smoking didn't start until after he met Seth Rogen <laughs> for Zack and Mary make a porno. So you know it's uh yeah so you know he's uh he's coming out of retirement quote unquote. I don't think he's going to be like Tarantino. It's one of those guys where they're like, I'm not going to make any more movies. Except for this they're going to be like, well, yeah, actually, I want to make this movie. So this is going to be my last movie. Yeah. So, you know, like, uh, if anything, this just kind of seems like it's just service towards his longtime fans. Because uh, if I remember correctly, Mallrats was kind of like the first thing he did to be released by a major uh by a major motion picture company, right? Um, especially a big distributor like Universal. Uh, so, and the and it underperformed at the box office um, because Universal was kind of banking on people ha- like his like following after him making Clerks, right? And, and a couple other movies. So, uh, this is his first foray into the new major production company stuff, right? Um, so, but like people, but um, his fans still really like this movie though. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those kind of like cult classics. Like, you know, there's definitely a strong following of people who are like, "Yeah, Mallrats was a mm-hmm. great movie." So you know, we're um, just you know it might have not again. reached like a huge audience, but I don't think Kevin Smith really goes for that. He doesn't make movies to like appease masses. He yeah. makes movies that he likes making, and of course, there's always like that group of people that's going to like the stuff you do. Exactly. So. Why wouldn't you keep doing that, right? Because then you can do. You don't have to sell out. You can make the things you like to make, mm-hmm. and as long as you know, I'm sure Kevin Smith isn't like rolling in money. Yeah, um, but I'm sure he does okay for himself, right? So yeah, like he he has to. He's he, kind of made a brand for himself with these yeah, things, with, with movies this, and his podcast podcasting and, and everything. So, so like, um, if anything, we're not really going to talk about just mall rats being made. It's just like, what do you feel when you hear that the second one's being made? Because I, I, I like the first one. I thought it was pretty good. He has a pretty good knack for dialogue. And yeah. the, the movie was very character-driven and very dialogue-heavy. And you have these kind of quirky characters. And you kind of saw, like, the emergence of a lot of in-jokes with that. It was like, with, um, right, that, like, right. tell, like, tell him Steve, Dave. And, yeah. um, and uh, you know, uh, Stan, and, like, the whole, like, uh, you know, uh, um, talking about superhero sex organs in yeah. the movie, so it's just one of those things where where you could relate to that kind of like style of people, just you know, they kind of bullshitting with friends, yeah, kind of exactly. Deal. And that's that's one of the things that like they as as podcasters, as movie people, they love doing 
you know, that's just who they are. They kind of just bullshit with each other yeah. and, you know, bust each other's balls. And yeah. that's, you know, it, that's a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those movies where it's, you almost feel like close to these characters. Like you can relate to yeah. them. And that's, you know, a big deal. Because a lot of people don't have that, but there's definitely a large group of people who do. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I'm kind of just, I'm not particularly excited, but I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I'm, I kind of want to see the direction he takes it in because I know the movie's about, uh, it's going to be called, like, Mall Brats. Right. So I'm assuming it's going to be about his, like, about, like, uh, the character's kids. In, in the movie so I'm kind of interested in, in that take on it and seeing how this is even going to relate back to the first Mallrats and the pretty much like that whole universe that he's created that whole you know smod universe that he created yeah. created with um, the first couple movies that he's made so I guess I'm not looking forward to it I'm just like when it gets here I'm, I'll definitely go see it but there's not like it's not like one of those movies that's just like hype, hype, hype. It's not Jurassic Park. It's right. not it's not the new Jurassic World movie to me. It's it's, it's not Fallout Four. It's no. like, you know, it's it's like, oh, this is cool. We like this thing and they're making another one. So we'll definitely go see it, but we're not gonna be like, Yeah Yeah. You know? Like I'm not expecting there to be a big line outside the movie theater for this. Right. Um but I am expecting a big like a big opinion coming out of this right. from a lot of people. Yeah, no, it, it's one of those movies where if you go watch it, you're either gonna love it, you're gonna hate it, you're not yeah. gonna walk away being like, eh, whatever. Like it's, everybody's it's, gonna have an opinion on it. I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot like uh, like Kevin Smith's like career in general. Either you love his movies or you don't like his movies. Um, it's it's just there's never like an in between with right, a lot of people. Right. You know, you had like um, Tusk. That movie came out, and everybody was like, this is fucking stupid. This movie's horrible. And other people go, this movie's great. And, yeah, and Red know. State. Kind of in that same boat. Where I dug Red State, too. I really liked it. I thought, uh, I thought but, it was pretty good. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, this is like, you know, Attack on Religion and, like, you know, like, all this stuff. And, like, very, like I said, yeah. one of those things where you're going to be on one side of the fence or the other. Yep. Nobody's going to be in the middle of the fence on it for Red State, right? Yep. So... Um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, we'll see when this comes out. Uh, it should be slated for probably like a late 2016. I think so, yeah. Um, cause I think they said they're either gonna start filming at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year. Um, it's gonna, it's not gonna be one of those crazy movies that is gonna be in production for like a full year. Yeah. You know, so. Because like, I know he's supposed to do this and then like he's been talking about like Clerks 3. Right. For the longest time, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely have to go watch this when it comes out. But yeah. as of right now, it's it's cool that it's happening. Yep. Um, it's one of those things where um, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I like this movie and I would have liked to make a sequel to it. I just never really had, like, a story or, like, you know, the kind of... It wasn't yeah. the right time, pretty much. I think it's one of those situations. Um, but we will see that hopefully, hopefully next year. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of something we're going to see next year... Um, is Ratchet and Clank something that um, a movie that they've kind of been talking about for a little while now? Yeah, it, it's been um, in the works for years, so I only imagine it's in some kind of development hell. But they're definitely pushing forward with it. I think they've uh, said that it's going to be out uh, April 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of uh, voice actors attached to the film. Uh, one of them being Stallone. 
which I think is hilarious. Like, how are we even going to understand anything he's okay. saying? So, when you think of Sylvester Stallone, what do you think? <laughs> My point exactly. I I I don't know what he's going to like. So I'm 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 looking at the IMDb page for. Uh, for Ratchet and Clank. Right. And it says April tw- um, April 29th, uh, 2016. Right. Now, here's the top build cla- um, cast that they got going. Uh, they got James Arnold Taylor, who's the voice of Ratchet. Right. Uh, David Kay, um, who plays Clank. And Jim Ward, who does uh, uh, Captain Quirk. Right. Now, um, Rosario Dawson's going to be in it as Alaris. I don't know who that is in reference to the game. Uh, Bella Thorne is going to play uh, Cora, um, and Sylvester Stallone is going to play a guy named Victor. Um, now that's not the only odd one in, in, in this group because, like, I mean, like these guys are some great actors, but um, just like, would you really expect them in a video game movie? Right. Um, John Goodman. He's attached. Uh, and yeah. Paul Giamatti. It's just like weird, like like these people have like all distinctive voices and stuff, and they've done voice acting before. But it's weird that they would be attached to a video game film, right? Yeah. Um, none of these people are like necessarily like uh, video game voice actors, which would make sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you get like people who are very experienced right. in this realm? I mean, if, I think if anyone in that group who could really pull off being uh, who can pull off uh, voice acting is Paul Giamatti. He's he's the only like actor who has that kind of range to him. Paul, I mean, uh, John Goodman. Is great. He's had a really good reemergence um, in his career uh, over the last couple years. Um, I mean, I think uh, the fact that they have James Arnold Taylor as the uh, you know as lead makes sense. He he's done so many different uh, voice acting things. He's got uh, like the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He was Obi Wan in that. You know, there, there's all he's he's good at what he does. I mean, he, like he's got one of those voices, and he has experience doing this kind of like voice yeah. acting. For and in stuff. all honesty, if they got someone else to do the voice for this animated movie of this video game, it would kind of just be super fucked up. In all honesty, right? It's just kind of like you guys are doing this big thing that I have been a key part of for how many games now? Right, right. And you're just gonna like shit on me like this, like so. So, so it makes sense, and you know, it's. Um, I'm not too sure. This is really weird to me because they haven't had a Ratchet and Clank game come out in a while, and I'm sure what they're planning on doing, and this is what we're going to see at E3 from PlayStation. I promise you, um, they're going to announce a, a new Ratchet and Clank game, and it's going to release around the same time as the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't wait until next E3 because E3 will happen after this movie comes out, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna. I'm sure they're like working on some kind of game, some kind of remaster or something that they might like show to build hype for this movie. Yeah. Right? That would make sense. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, I'm not too sure exactly how it's going to work out because you think of um, how often uh, video games to movie movies work right like there hasn't been a really good track record of any of those um ever at all <laughs> yeah exactly and it's one of those things where to this uh it's it's not going to end up well in my opinion um i don't think anybody knows how to make this these movies just yet Mm-mm. um what's the movie that um is coming out that has Adam Sandler in it and he's doing the Pixels. video game thing. 
pixels. So think about that. Like they've tried, they're trying something different, but it's not going to work out. It looks, no. it looks crappy in my opinion. Uh, pixels just kind of seems like it's just kind of like a weird nostalgia grab in some way. And I don't really buy the whole Kevin James as the president. Right. And, and it just, just doesn't really work for me. Like it's, Makes me sad on the inside. Yeah, a little bit, right? Um, but we'll we'll see. It seems one of those things where it's just like kind of like trying to grab people and like, oh, you guys remember like playing Pac Man? Exactly. Right? Like it's just like it's just kind of like uh, it's a little upsetting. Maybe that's just me. Um, no, I mean, like it just kind of seems like they're. Uh, it's, 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 I mean, like I don't get the sense that they're making fun of it. It just seems like uh, some of the. Like it seems like some studio heads got into it that shouldn't have gotten into it and go like this isn't how video games are this is how video games are yeah. and then uh, you know kind of portray it in that way because I mean like you, like you get the sense that you know like in from the basis of like pixels like uh, that you know Adam Sandler Kevin James are friends and then one kept playing video games the other stopped playing video games and the one who stopped playing video games became the president of the United States yeah so it's like it's like I feel like there's some kind of like weird underlying tone where it's just like if you fucking kids stop playing video games you could be president but if you don't you're gonna be a fucking home Adam theater Sandler. installer you're gonna be an Adam Sandler yeah. nobody wants that right? <laughs> you're just gonna be this loser who's gonna like install home theaters for a living and then the, then you're gonna have to save the world from aliens it's but just, like it, it just seems like a weird mix I mean thinking of, thinking of other video game movies like think of Doom mm-hmm. like the movie that was fucking horrible which is sad too because I mean like The Rock isn't bad of, of, I mean, like back then, this, he, this back was, then yeah, he wasn't this, that great of an this actor. Was, this was before he he stepped up his game. This one, he's yeah. still fucking wrestling. Yeah, essentially. So, so in Doom, like he's not like in, in Doom, he's not the greatest. Um, but oh God, I can't it, remember his name. Can't it just wasn't a good like movie though. It wasn't written well. It didn't like really stick to very Doom like yep. things. It, it just I feel like it's so hard to make a video game movie or TV show. No one's been able to crack that shell just yet. No, everybody's trying, and you've seen like Halo movies come out, yeah. and they're just like, Ugh. I think I think it's because like I mean like when it comes to adapting comic books and books and other stuff to it's a movie, easy. you have like a set like thing where this is going to happen. So yeah. you're not the character, right? Exactly. Um, it's a linear path that you embark on a to b you might be able to relate to this character but it's not going to be like you're playing this character yeah. you're like reading their story and, and like, whereas like and because like books and movies are a passive medium um and video games are interactive there is that that interactive element that you uh it's like um that you're taking out of it, it kind of takes away game? from it being a video game thing at all, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because so, I mean, like, so at, at this that point, point, you just feel upset that you're not like, oh, like, how am I supposed to interact with this? Like, usually, this, like, why is he doing something stupid? I would never do something stupid like this in a video game. Like, why isn't he rolling out of the way? Exactly. Roll. Why aren't you rolling? <laughs> like, you have move sets. Why are you using this move? It's been unlocked from three games ago. You don't get it. Like. You didn't, like, go into the start screen and, like, upgrade your abilities. You shouldn't have done that. Like, this wouldn't have happened if you had upgraded your fire spells. I think, like, another thing that happens, too, is the fact that 
um, when video game movies are made, uh, we get the sense that it exists within the world of the video game. Right. So when they kind of ignore the lore behind it and the abilities of the characters that were already established from games prior, I think that's what kind of gets us. Because then it just becomes like a misinterpretation of the medium in general. Right. Because like with this Ratchet and Clank movie, I would honestly expect to see Ratchet and uh, to see Ratchet and Clank pull off things that they're able to pull off in the video game. I mean like like in video games we're used to like having like like uh, having our full abilities from the beginning of the game yeah, as think, a certain trope and then something happens to us and we lose our abilities or all our weapons and then we have to gain them yeah, back. that's what happens with like the Metroid series always, right? You exactly. Like start off, you always have like bombs and missiles and then like it disappears. Um, there's certain things, certain games I'm sure are more adaptable to movies. Like I could see something like a Sly Cooper movie working very well. They're actually maybe doing like you know like a like a like a very like sneaky stealth based kind of like action packed Sly movie. Like yeah. that would make sense because then they can create a whole new plot for it, right? And then actually kind of have it be very pa- like like have the passive medium really work for that, right? And it, and it's something that can be confined to a single film. Yeah. With Doom, there's just like so much backstory. And um, you know, like it—it it seems like it'd be very, very difficult to develop these these characters and the story in the matter of like two hours, yeah. right? Um, it's like, in my opinion, in Doom, it's very difficult to like say, like explain why there's a portal to hell. Exactly. Right? Like you really can't explain it, but like I feel like in a movie, for it to make sense, they would be like, yeah, we need to explain why there's a portal to hell mm-hmm. and like why it opened and why we're trying to stop it and all of that kind of takes away time from what could make like good action scenes and like explodings yeah. and everything right and i also really think it's really difficult for something in first person to be made into a movie because something it, when like you're in first person you're that character something and you like have to portray that character like assassin's creed to me seems weird because it's a role-playing game right mm-hmm. so you're supposed to be a part of this character and yes there's a story but even in Assassin's Creed games, I really don't like the story. Like, well, I, I feel like I wouldn't like the story in a in a movie of Assassin's Creed, right? Yep. So, and and it takes away from like that like exploration. Um, you, I feel like it's very difficult to make movies out of open world games, right? Yeah. Because in open world games, part of the appeal is going anywhere, is going doing whatever you want, like running into invisible walls if you need to find yep. them. Uh, going into whatever little crevice and stuff like that, and you don't get that in movies, mm-hmm. right? It's always very linear. There's not going to be a part in the movie where it just kind of like fades away from the main character, or just has the main character going into some cave to find treasure. Yeah, because like, nobody wants to watch that. Everybody would like to experience though, experience it like it being an interactive kind yeah. of thing. But in, we don't have interactive movies, um, so it's yeah. It seems like one of those things where like an open world game. I don't think it would work. Something that's very narrative driven seems like it would be very very difficult to do because then you have to spend time building characters and you know all this other stuff. So it's just so okay. So uh, on <clears throat> on the uh, Ratchet and Clank IMDb page, um, some stuff that's related to it. Apparently, there is a Sly Cooper movie supposedly being made. Um, one of the like one of the directors um, on Ratchet and Clank is going to be directing that movie. Um, I took a look at some of his credits too. He doesn't really have a lot under his belt. He just kind of has uh, um, Dylan Dog that um, that movie with uh, Brendan Routh, and then he has uh, TMNT, yeah. um, the animated um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was actually pretty good. I like that one a lot. So hopefully he can pull it off. 
And then we got something uh, just called Ratchet. Uh, but that came out a while ago. Um, so that doesn't count. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't quite understand um, why that would be made into a movie. TV show, movie. Yeah. Clank's Nemesis. Uh, sure. Why not? Um, apparently that was done last year. I think it was a short. And then let's see what we got here. Uh, Far Cry and Infamous. Uh, like directing, like no, like these are other video game movies supposedly. Oh, that, that are in the works. So I don't think Far Cry can work. It's too open world. It's too fucking weird and very action packed. But all all of it's just kind of like ridiculous, right? Yep. So that doesn't seem like it could work. I mean, like Far, a Far Cry movie already exists, and that's Rambo. Right. That's essentially what right, that cause, is because it's just all Far Cry has ever been is just like. You're this character that's like nothing, and then like you go around getting giant guns and stabbing people and shooting people, and like just this big over the top action movie that you can play essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it, so it's, that like there's certain things I feel like aren't adapted very well, and that's probably going to be one of them that isn't going to be, yeah, very good, right? Yeah, so like I said, I don't know how this would work. Um, would like a would like a some kind of like video game to video transition be better like on TV, like as a TV show? Like think of like how Daredevil did a good job of like building characters and um, you know creating. I mean, especially when it comes to something that's like if like as we were talking about earlier, an open world uh, situation in a video game being translated into a movie or TV show. A TV show would work far better because then you're actually able to explore. Right. This massive right. landscape like, that was it, made. It makes, like, you know, of course we had those rumors um, at the beginning of this year, I believe, that uh, The Legend of Zelda and Netflix were kind of, like, talking about making, like, a TV show, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of came out and were like, so we're not... They, like, didn't deny it. They yeah. kind of just said, like, the rumors aren't true or something like that, but they didn't say it's not happening. Yeah. Um Something like that, where it's, uh, I mean, on it, like I said earlier, I don't have the create, like the creative brain to like figure out how exactly that would work. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Like you could do that in a TV show because there's, you know, there's there's so many like different elements and like characters that you can meet and like developing these characters and having like have a liking for them. Yeah, um, it's so much easier to do in a television show than in a two hour movie. So maybe that's where we need to start. We need to make uh, video yeah. game TV shows. I think that would probably be a better fit, especially especially now. Because, I mean, like, comic book TV shows are doing pretty well. Walking Dead's doing great. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I think if anything, that they could probably pull off something with, like, the Fallout, Fallout series as a TV show. Yeah. I think that would work really well as, uh, as a TV show. And I think maybe, because I know um, right now the BBC is also developing, like, a, a docudrama. Um based on Rockstar Games and uh, the creation of uh, Grand Theft Auto called Game Changer. And I know Rockstar just uh, filed a lawsuit against yeah, them. They were because they, I uh, feel like they were kind of upset by that. Because, like, I would imagine, too, especially since they um, because it's like, yeah, we didn't agree to this yeah. <laughs> at all. So, you know, uh, I guess it's just going to have to be something we wait down the line. And I'm going to go see it. I'll definitely end up going yeah. to go see it. So Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not like a... I never really played too much of the games. 
but it, it's it's cool. I, yeah, I, I, it's it's you know it seems like it could be a good a good start, but I could be terribly wrong. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Um, I guess one last thing we'll talk about in movies. So uh, technically not movies, but we are talking about TV shows. Yeah, um, and this is kind of a big deal. Yeah, well. yeah, it's definitely a huge deal. Um, I'll just take the lead because so, you're, you're probably the biggest Simpsons fan I've ever met. So. <laughs> okay, so Harry Shear, who after 20 years and being part of the show for so long, for since the beginning, uh, is leaving The Simpsons. Right. Um, now, for those of you who don't know who Harry Shearer is, he is everyone in The Simpsons. Like he's, he is a lot of characters in The Simpsons. I mean, like, uh, you know, guys like Hank Azaria and Dan Castellaneta and Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright. They all have multiple roles and they right. do a lot of side voices as well, a lot of background voices. Um, same with um, Yardley Smith and Pamela Hayden and a bunch of other people, Trust Mc, uh, McNeil. I understand that to an average listener, these might just be like normal names being thrown around. But you know, it's it's it, when you think of how many characters there are in like the Simpsons universe, yeah. and to think that a total of like seven or eight people yeah. do all of them. Yeah, I have I have a poster in my room which has it's just like it's just like a bunch of like Simpsons characters, like a bunch of them, and they don't even have all of them on there. I've taken a look at every single one of those characters, and there's that de- like they definitely don't have all of them on there from right. like, even like the first five seasons on there but is it anywho so i'm gonna give you a quick rundown of some of the of just some of the characters that uh, harry Shear um has done in the past and these are just kind of like the main ones that he's done the ones that he's like he's done repeatedly right yeah exactly so it's not like just recurring like, characters it's not just those like one-off characters because i'm sure he's done those too yeah and but with those one-off characters anybody can kind of just sub in and um, yeah like, you know, like, like like those those small characters you can definitely get like probably a, a good voice actor to yeah, come you in can and even grab those. from the like you know laundry list of, of voice ones, actors, but like the ones that are still yeah. on the show. So yeah, so these are for um, more so the recurring characters on the show. Yeah, right. like so, like pretty much if these guys are gone, it's like, so if this guy goes, that means these characters are gone. Well, so sort of because they kind of went out and they're like, okay, so we're not going to get rid of all these characters that he's voicing, but we are going to like recast them essentially. Yeah, but that's going to essentially, like you said, get rid of these characters. Anyway. Yeah, because they're not going to. They might sound similar, but there's, there's going to be something that the gonna fans be are going to. The fans are going to know, like, right. This and is the fans bullshit. are the ones who are watching this show after 25 seasons. Exactly. Right. So like after after that long, I mean, come on. So anywho, we got uh, Ned Flanders. A big part of the show. He's been part of the show since the very beginning, right. since the first season. Um, stupid, sexy Flanders. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Um, and then we got Principal Skinner, also been a part, big part of the show since the very first season right. as well. Um, Kent Brockman. How long have these kids been in fucking elementary school? <laughs> They've been, like, right, I think like right now, like Bart should be like in his 30s. And, that seems about right. And, uh, and like Lisa should be like well out of... Well out of college by now, and then Maggie should be going and should be like finishing up college as well. Right. So, um, as a, um, uh, Kent Brockman, you know uh, everyone who watches The Simpsons knows who Kent, knows who Kent Brockman is. Uh, Lenny, Lenny is just kind of like one of those staple characters. He's who, just like always randomly there. Yeah, he's just right. always randomly there. He's always kind of like he's like there's always just a really good joke. Of, like there's this really good joke of Lenny. Um, like something bad happened to Lenny, and then everyone goes, "No, not Lenny!" <laughs> and I just I, I loved it. And then like there was another point where like uh, <laughs> like um like a pudding gets thrown and it hits. Lenny Lenny in the eye, and he goes like, "Oh my God, my doctor said not to get any pudding in my eye." <laughs> it's like that's like those kind of like like specific jokes. I don't really, th- I'm not sure how they would really work without 
um, without like yeah the, that right moment behind it, you know, right? Um, because these lines, while funny, they wouldn't be the same recited by someone else, right? Exactly. So. Um, the, it's it's so weird because like okay I'll let you keep going. Hold on. Um, like, I just got a few more. Uh, Waylon Smithers, uh, Mr. Smithers is a big part of that show as right. well. Uh, Montgomery Burns, Mr. Burns. You can't have a lot of the show without Mr. Burns. It's so weird to me that like these characters like voice characters that do nothing but talk to each other, right? So it seems <laughs> like this dude is talking to himself. He's just talking to himself over and over again. Um, let's see, Otto, Otto the bus driver. He's like one of my favorite characters from The Simpsons ever. There is a great episode where he um like uh, uh where they form a bowling club and um is a and uh Otto gets kicked out in in lieu of Mr. Burns and um and then uh, Otto just goes like it's like well they'll respect me once I get my diploma and then he goes to the claw machine in the bowling alley <laughs> and there's a Harvard diploma in the, in the claw machine and it's great um I see uh Reverend Lovejoy Reverend Lovejoy is in it uh you know that that's one of his voices Scratchy from Itchy and Scratchy uh, Jasper, if you don't know who Jasper is, he's one of the old characters who's at the home with uh, yeah. with Abe uh, Simpson. He has the long beard. Yeah. He had that great scene in um, in season four or five, I believe, where he was uh, um, where like all the teachers uh, were on strike, and so they got a bunch of like substitute teachers. And he said, um, and he was going like, you "Look out the window, that's a paddling. <laughs> you answer at a turn, it's a paddling. You you paddle the school canoe." Oh, you better believe that's paddling. <laughs> I love the end. Like one, one of the one of the best jokes. Um, and then uh, I think he also did um, voices for Carl as well. But yeah, that, that, that that's about it. Just a like small list. Is, uh, like that's a small a list. Very small list. That's of the like characters he's core done. characters he's done. It's one of those things where you can have someone sub in. You can have someone come in. Um, you know to do these voices, and which is something they're going to have to do. But these people who are going to come in don't have. 20 years of attachment to these characters, right? Exactly. So there's they, even if they do like a dead on like Ned Flanders impersonation, um, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to feel the same because they don't, they aren't connected to this character, right? Exactly. So it's, um, it's sad. He's turned down a lot of money too, right? $14 million for two years worth of work. So $7 million yeah. a year. Um, and I don't believe we've heard exactly why. Yeah, there, there, there hasn't been a lot of explanation why, but from the sounds of it, though, he's willing to, you know, talk to these people and, and like, work something out so he can stay on the show. Um, but it seems like Fox is kind of just not really having any of it. Yeah. Which, at this, which I'm kind of surprised that, that they're that, because in, in all honesty, if I was in the shoes of the executives, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of other things that are factoring into their decision. Right, right. But, um, especially on both sides of this coin. But if I was in the shoes of the, uh, of the executives, I would probably, I would buckle quick. I, I, I would quit. Cause I, I was like, where you're paying get, for the show. In. You're paying for, the show to keep going that has been going on for a very long time. Yeah. It's kind of starting to teeter away from being as great as it was in the beginning. I think we can agree on that. Not that they mm-hmm. haven't had their moments. They, they've know. had some moments. It's just that they've been very few and far between. It, it's kind of like trickling down. Like The Simpsons wasn't like that. Isn't that like giant stable it was 10 years ago. Exactly. I think we can agree on, right? So it's one of those things where they're going to keep pushing the show you think they'd want to keep everybody attached to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not a matter of like he has other projects he's going to do because these people 
Like, they don't just work on one thing, of course. They have different things that they're working on. So I don't think it's a matter of, like, you know, them not wanting to let him do other things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got to be something internal that we don't know about. It kind of reminds me of that, like, uh, the Kohold Kojima thing. Yeah. Where, like, it's happened, but we have no fucking idea why. We're just kind of, like, in that loop where everybody's, like, so... Like, I understand that he's gone, but yeah. I need to know, like, why he's gone. Yeah. Right? Like, like we, like, I would really kind of like to like to see an answer uh, from this, like, and because he, he's too, he's too big, big part of the, he's too much of a big part of the show to just kind of up and leave. Right. And, and it's, you know, some people might not be like, or might say like, oh, it's not like a Homer Simpson that's leaving. But at the same time, he like has so much supporting characters under his belt that it's almost as important as a main character's voice leader. Yeah. Right. I mean, just imagine, like, the army of people they're going to have to hire just to fill Dude, in like, those roles. Yeah, this whole spectrum of voices. Um, I mean, because, I mean, like, I'm not entirely sure if there's even, like, you know, one... There's definitely not going to be one person who, who can, can pull off all, all those voices. Right. So you're going to have to split up these works to someone who can do, like, a perfect Ned Flanders voice. But that might be the only voice he can do. Exactly. So now you're going to have to hire someone to do uh, Skinner, and like, you and know, because and like they're probably so deep into production anyway, they're like they're going to be desperate enough to just hire one dude to do a voice. Because like I know usually for like some voice actors, like they have to demonstrate they can do multiple voices right. and multiple ranges and all this other stuff. Um, so it's like they're they're gonna, I think they're going to be on the desperate end of of. The agreement, yeah, especially with uh, you know them being slated for uh, two more seasons, mm-hmm. and these seasons um, they don't happen quick. They're not made overnight. No, these TV shows, animated TV shows that are made um, not digitally, um, so not like you know something like South Park that's now made very digitally, yeah. and very like simple to make, um, take a very long time. We're talking like nine months worth of like production time per yeah. episode. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's one of those things where this next season has already, they've already started working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they need those voice actors in there as soon as possible to make sure that we have everything synced up. Right. Cause we need, um, we need these voice actors mm-hmm. voices in order to animate the mouths Yeah, for them to make the, you know, animations look correct. So they need someone in there yesterday. They need someone in there. Who can do all these voices? It seems really difficult to find someone who can do all of these voices. Exactly, they're not going to find one person that can do it. Um, they're they're going to have to hire multiple people, and that you know that just adds to those like more time kind of the things. Exactly. So um, it's real sad to see him go. Um, I'm hoping he's going to be back. I yeah. really do hope. Yeah, I'm hoping they you know kind of figure this out because it's he's one of those staples in the show. Yeah, where it's like I said, it's it's almost just as important as a Homer Simpson or you know a yeah. Bart Simpson or a Marge. Um, it's one of those things where the show will be very very different without him. Exactly. Um. So we will. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, it doesn't look like it's gonna fix itself, right? Because I yep. feel like. Like you said, um, the studio execs, I'm sure they would have been like, yeah, okay, we need to we need to keep him in here, you guys. Like, we can't lose him, so just give him whatever he wants. Like, the fact that they haven't folded already is, is a little, like, concerning, right? Yeah, because I, I don't know what the hell they're getting at, in all honesty, because, I mean, like, in a way, they, they kind of need him a lot. Yeah. 
So, you know, just like, it's just it's just kind of a a bit of a messed up moment because like you would rather see because I I would rather see like the original cat like original cast there because I mean like what what can like because I think the Simpsons is just so heavily reliant on the original cast still being at, there at this point it's yeah if they would have recast the voices of any of the characters earlier down it, the line it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be on TV anymore yeah hmm. um, and it's one of those things of those original voices appeal to that nostalgia which might still be making people watch this every yeah. week right um so with those voices gone if anybody kind of listens to like lenny's voice and realize that it's different yeah or you know like flanders's voice and they realize that oh, this is this, this doesn't sound like flanders anymore yep. um it might be like oh well this this show's obviously like you know it's changing yep and it's changed, of course, a lot over the years, but at least the voices yeah. have stayed the same. So there's still, like, that comforting, like, hug. Yeah. But now this hug is gone. I mean, so like, it's just kind of like... You just kind of want that familiarity. Right. still there. But, you know, with him gone, it's not going to be there completely. And, yeah. like, I mean, we're all, we're all going to know it. Like, yeah. We're all going to know it, especially now that... Especially since in the news, it's been heavily publicized and everything else. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just no way around it for the executives to kind of just kind of sweep this under the rug as not a big deal. Yeah. They, it, it's impossible. Especially for a show that's been running for so long. You have a show that maybe has been on the air for... Um, maybe, like, think about this. If they replaced, like, the voice of uh, a couple of the characters in Bob's Burgers... Yep. The show is still young enough to where you just be like, oh, that that, was, that doesn't sound the same, but it's fine. Like, not necessarily any maybe of the, uh, like, main characters. But let's say if they, like, had, like, Mort's voice be different. Yeah. Like, the, the morticianer. Um you know, you'd be like, oh, that that doesn't sound the same. But the show's still young enough to where it's like, okay, whatever, we can grow to be used to it, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I think the show's just been going on too long to, uh, to be able to pull some shit like this. Pretty much. <sighs> it's kind of sad. Um, the Simpsons has such a, like, just rich... Um, just, like, it, it's influenced, like, culture so much. A lot of people who, a lot of people who um, got a lot of big starts off of, off of uh, the Simpsons. Danny Elfman. They've had a lot of. Um, Brad Bird got his start off. Yeah, of the they've Simpsons. had a lot of like uh, stars who have jumped off. They've had a lot of stars that have come into the show. Like they've gotten some very yep. big celebrity cameos in that show. They've built a huge brand uh, to the point to where now they have, of course, uh, the whole uh, Simpsons thing at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Where they have, you know, like like quickie marts, like that that has become like such a like prevalent like known thing. Like when you think like Seven Eleven, you think quickie mart. Yeah, right? pretty much. Um, to the point to where a couple years ago, um, I think it was for the Simpsons movie. Yeah, like they changed some of the Seven Elevens into quickie marts. Yeah, the, right? I think like in like all the towns, like all the Springfields, they just like uh, turned a bunch of the the Seven Elevens into Quickie Marts, complete with like slushy machines and everything. I think right. they even stocked it with Duff beer too. Right. So it's just it's one of those things. It's it's influenced um, it's influenced so many TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, without the Simpsons, we wouldn't have something like Family Guy. Exactly. Um, you know, not a huge fan of Family Guy in particular, but we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have anything any kind of that like stupid dad show, yeah. American like, Dad. You have a uh, like all the and even. It's just influenced yeah. so much of pop culture, and to see like a part of that leave for a reason yeah. unknown, it's kind of uh, it makes me a little wary. Yeah. Um. So hopefully they work that out. But 
like I said, The Simpsons has been falling out in recent years, so maybe they take this. They're slated for a 26th and 27th season. They got approved yep. for two more seasons. Um, what's the possibility you think of uh, it ending? I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to end after 27 because I mean, like, I think like for it to end would have to be like a, like Dan Castellaneta or Julie Kavner to kind of leave. To leave. Um, like it, it would yeah, take either I them leaving or dying. It makes me think of like what they did with The Office, right? Yeah. So Steve Carell left, but they still kept the show going for what two more? Yeah, seasons like they, they plugged away with two more seasons and. So that's what definitely uh, wasn't as good for those last two seasons, right? And that kind of um, that could be an issue, right? Where we could see it like, okay, uh, maybe two more seasons it goes on, they're like, okay, we get approved for like one final season, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they try and push it all the way to thirty, and yeah. Make thirty, mm-hmm. their final one. Um, but I think unless they get this fixed, it could mark the end for The Simpsons, right? Yeah, it could. Um, um, I'm not saying it will. But it's. I think it's on the table. It's it, it's a big possibility. But like as far as it like just straight up ending after twenty seventh season, I highly doubt it. If anything, it's gonna go on. It's gonna it'll plug away for a few more years, and um, they'll they'll make a huge deal. If anything, I like, probably like at the thirtieth season. Um, they'll end at a nice round number, and they'll get to. I'm not they can to... release te- uh, three like ten year packs. Yep, and one like giant thirty year pack of like yep. Blu-rays and everything. So you know that being said, like uh, that's when I would expect it to end. Like if this thing actually happens, where Harry Shearer is not on the show anymore, then I think it that's could, what I expect. Depending, like, like I said, because we don't know what it is. Depending on what the reason is for. Maybe after these couple more years, we see more main characters or more main voice actors want to leave. Yeah. Right. And if you lose even one or two more of those main voice actors, the show's going to fall apart. Yep. Um, we already have that like possible thing happening with one person leaving. Yeah. So you have one more person leave out of those main group of people, and it could spell trouble. I mean, because like. Well, like, like if, uh, as you said, like if more decide to drop off, like you're not just losing like one or two characters. You're you're losing you're losing like a couple dozen of characters at a time. Yeah, you know, and like they they know they can't afford that. If anything, what they're trying to do is that they're just like I think like what Fox is trying to do is that they're just trying to like strong arm Harry Shear back into being on the show because like Harry Shear has no real desire to be off of the show. Right. There is some sort of disagreement. Not entirely sure what kind of disagreement. Um, that happened, and I think, like, if anything, uh, it, it's going to be resolved one way or another, and he's going to be back on the show. Uh, and um, then we're going to kind of look back on it, and we're going to be just be wondering why this happened in the first yeah. place. And then eventually we're going to forget about it. Unless, you know, but that is unless... Unless, like, you know, like, five, ten years from now, he writes, like, a tell-all book. Exactly. About how, like, the Simpsons execs, like, have sex with everybody. And, yeah, they, uh... And he was, like... It, it, it kind of reminds... It, it's one of those things where it's just, like, the episode of South Park where they're just, like, they're raping Indiana Jones. <laughs> but that with the Simpsons in a tell-all book. Yep. Maybe so. we'll see that in five, ten years. Maybe. Because usually these kind of... If there's some kind of thing like this, usually there is... Um, like an NDA, right? Like a yeah. non-disclosure agreement where you can't talk about this stuff until that thing expires. Pretty much. Or, you know, with certain things you have, uh, like uh, with Conan, mm-hmm. he had that thing where he couldn't be on another TV show, go to another network for like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, and then he had he had his little like tour thing, legally yeah. prohibited from being funny on television tour that yeah. he did for a while. So, and then that, that, that's another guy who kind of got his start. Um, like I mean, he wrote for SNL, I think, and then after that, he was writing for uh, he wrote for The Simpsons for a, yeah. for uh, a while in season four and five. Yeah. So, um, Sass team go. Hopefully, you get it figured out. I think I've said that maybe like three or four times yeah. now. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some comics because I want to go shoot some guns after this. Um, let's talk about uh, the Marvel Universe. Uh, it's supposed to be... Uh, so, like, their, their whole... Their, their last big event thing was, uh, like, the the whole thing... All the universes ended. Right. And then it went into another Secret Wars. They've had two prior Secret Wars to this. Um, the last one, we got the symbiote suit. Right. Um, out of it and that's been the only thing that's been long running and has been the only thing to really remain status quo right uh, within the Marvel Universe so like um, everyone's treating it like a big deal I'm not treating it like it's a big deal uh, because it ain't yeah. <laughs> um, hey, it's one of those things it's happened like, before yeah it's one of those things where you can end this you can end like a comic book character's life but that doesn't mean they're dead forever yeah it's just kind of like one of those things to build up um, more hype when they do come back, right? Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm interesting to see. I'm interested to see how all of this will like play out and yeah, what'll come after it. Yeah, right? like um, because they're they're not gonna end it forever. I mean, they're gonna probably reboot the entire series, but then they're gonna probably just go back to doing what they did before, right? And, and it's that's just kind of like the way it works, right? Every couple, maybe not a couple years, but, you know, after a number of years, they kind of, like, purge everything, and then they start fresh. Yep. So that way they can... um, DC did it not too long ago with their new 52, and, you know, that got off to a real rocky start, um, and a lot of people felt it was stupid. I even felt it was stupid. I don't even read DC that much. Yeah. um, Because it just really felt like... Like a weird grab at try at like this whole new movie thing that they're doing too. Um, yeah, so just, it's, it just uh, felt heavy-handed, retarded. Just was necessary. yeah, it was a little unnecessary. Um, and you know, I'm sure Marvel's a little smarter smarter about the way they'll do it. Eh. But but it but it kind of like I said, doing this kind of like purges, like cleansing your palate. You can start yeah. fresh. So all these characters that have died. All these characters that have, like, you know, maybe taken a turn for the worse and uh, readers don't really like them anymore, they can start fresh with them. Right. Yeah. So if they had, like, you know, one character that used to be more morally good and now they've become morally shitty and nobody likes that. Yeah. They can kind of, like, erase them and be like, yeah, no, that's that's not canon anymore. It's not happening. Yeah. Because I know, I know that like they're switching everything from Secret Wars and then to this like Battle Planet thing, right. and they did this Battle Planet thing before too. It was a mini series called Beyond, and not a lot of people I don't think remember it. Um, it was just kind of like a short one-off series, uh, like think like five issues long. Yeah. Um, but it's been done before, and I'm not going to be surprised if they recycle a lot of ideas from that too by having Uwatu the Watcher be involved with it as well. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I'm just kind of like I'm getting really tired. Of the way these comic book publishers are kind of going about this, which kind of brings yeah. me to the, to the next point, really, which is kind of like all the stuff, of, like like all the horrible stuff that they do in Cape Comics. Um, so, 
Give me a little rundown here. What what is a cape comic? Okay, so a cape comic is essentially just superhero comics. Right. So essentially, pretty much all of Marvel and all of DC, a lot of Dark Horse, a lot of uh, Image um, stuff is just straight up cape. Anyth- comics. Anything with superpowers. Pretty much any, anything superpowers. Not, not necessarily like a Superman. He has an actual cape. Yeah. But any character that has superpowers. Yeah. So um, compare, comparing that to, to you know, like to like like more like independent stuff so like, like The Walking Dead like, 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 like something something exactly. popular right yeah because um, nobody in The Walking Dead has superpowers yeah yeah pretty pretty much so far <laughs> yeah. so far we don't like we don't think, even though it's like they're probably like the least superpower people on the face of the planet right, right now because Rick only has one hand right come on <laughs> but um anywho so like that that's what Cape Comics are they're essentially just like superhero oriented comic books and within a superhero oriented universe right now there's a slew of things that I don't like that Cape Comics do like a lot of things like like they kill characters just to bring them back like. Three months down the line, just to like boost that sales, hype, right? Yeah, just to boost sales. You know, oh, it's the death of Captain America. Even though we want you to forget the fact that he's died like three times, right? I mean, even though there are some writers out there who straight up said, you know, like, yep, yeah, oh, how many times has this guy died now? Only to come back, right? Like, so you know, and that's the thing with with those characters like that. You can kill them. But it doesn't matter because Marvel's not going to keep them dead. Exactly. You can't kill Spider-Man and not make any more Spider-Man comics, right? Exactly. Spider-Man has died a couple of times now. There's been clones of Spider-Man. There's been, like, gender swap clones of Spider-Man. There's been uh, Man-Spider, which is a fucked up clone (laughs) of Spider-Man who has eight arms. There's been, you know, Spider-Man 2029, I think it was. or I can't remember the futuristic Spider-Man. Um, one, but yeah, there's been so many of those, and like, like another thing that I don't really like is when they try and like be very diversive in be in their superheroes, and right. instead of actually just trying to make a new superhero that's worthwhile, that is like maybe of another race, like another black superhero or a Latino superhero that's new and different and of their own creation. No, they decide to take something that's been established right. for a long period of time <clears throat> and then and just like, oh, he's Mexican now. Yeah. It, it's one of those things I feel with um, with comics, with cape comics, they recycle everything. Everything's already mm-hmm. been done once, right? Yeah. So they, they can only branch out so much. These superheroes... You have like Superman. Superman at the end of the day is still not going to kill anyone. Yep. He's still not. He's still out there not to kill people. Batman at the end of the day is still not going to kill anyone. Yep. So how much can you reuse the same thing, right? Exactly. Your, every story, while different, quote unquote, is still going to follow the same arc of getting pushed to that point to where you might kill someone. Yeah. Almost killing someone. Almost getting killed. Death of Batman. Yeah. Start new Batman. Same thing, right? Yeah. Same thing with Superman. Same thing with any character. In, in any superhero universe. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, like and recently, too, you know, Bruce Wayne died. But then Bruce Wayne's back, like, at least, like, three months later. Right. I mean, like, no, like, like none of these things are ever permanent. Yeah, and none like, of these big... And they, they, could, they could probably kill, like, a stupid small character. Yeah. Nobody would really care. But with these big characters, there's no way that any character that's ever been mentioned in any kind of Marvel movie would yeah. ever stay dead. Pretty right? much. Like um, so. like like the only ones that I can really think of that stayed true the longest is that Uncle Ben's been dead. Right. I mean, other than like you know one shots of alternate universe, alternate takes or whatever. Right. You know that that that's one thing. Um, but but like that in that situation, it's he he wasn't a main character that I mean he was a main character that died. But like we didn't really get like a whole bunch of story out of him. He's just like this character that has remained dead. Yeah. Um, 
But still, know? though, I mean, like, I mean, they brought Aunt May back for whatever right, goddamn Yeah, because they've reason. actually brought her back a couple times. Like, so, I mean, like, why not Uncle Ben? Because, you know what? Fuck legacy. Just, you know, everything you built for the last, you know, 50-plus years... Just nah, throw it away. Just throw it away. Whatever. Get rid of it. It's we'll, fine. We'll it no one cares. cares. I mean, it's not like I mean, like I think they underestimate some of their fans sometimes because I think like in order just to bring in new people um, to, into comic books, I mean, like is uh, like with by doing this kind of stuff. It, it's, I feel like it, it's easier for new people to jump in on an episode or an issue number one. Right? Yeah, and if you they feel less kill, intimidated. If by you it. kill everything. And start at fresh number one. You're gonna have more people who are gonna want to jump in at that point. But you know, it, it's harder. It seems like for someone to pick up an episode two thirty six yeah. and read that and not feel like, oh, what's going on before? Like, you know, what am I missing? Well, I think I think uh, like, but here's the thing though: some of the writers still reference that event that happened that caused all this. Right. So they'll reference it and then, you know, they're still going to be lost. I mean, like I get that buying a number issue. Number one is a lot less intimidating than, you know, picking up, as you said, an issue like number two thirty six. Right. But, um, here's the thing. Like, uh, like, with people who are interested in those comics in the first place, they're going to find a jumping on point. Like, it, right. like I found my jumping on point with Civil War with a with a with a number of like other issues. Like I like the Young and, Avengers and, and Avengers usually, comics. And usually, that's what I jumped on it with. Usually, these big numbers too, they have story arcs within these numbers, right? Yep. So maybe like one through fifty will be like Superman fighting X villain, and yep. then at fifty one he'll start fighting another villain, and they'll v- reference shit from the first fifty. Yep. But it won't be like you need to have read 1 through 50 to understand what's going yeah. on. You can start at 51. You can start, you know, at these different numbers. Yeah. Hell, there, there, are, there are some people who fucking reference stuff from the Silver Age of comic books. Right. I mean, how am I going to know? Exactly. And it's... I just dropped some shit. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where, yeah, everyone's always going to have trouble jumping on at some point. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you need to cater your shit entirely yeah. for these people, right? Exactly. I mean, like, and... Like and catering is another big problem too, is because sometimes they just cater to certain groups for whatever reason, no matter how small they are, uh, for just just to try and like boost numbers. Which like, I get. Like rebooting the Marvel universe essentially at this point seems strictly for people who have watched all these recent movies yeah. and want to jump in, but they feel intimidated because how are you going to start reading an Avengers comic? When it's on a very high issue, right? Yeah. So if they restart everything, restart the whole universe, these people can pick up on number one. The yep. only thing is then you isolate people who are old fans, you know, who might not want to... The, the, they're not going to want to start over again. Right. It's just, I mean, like, I don't know how many times like I've seen a reboot of, like, Moon Knight. Oh, and you go, like, but I'm, like, on issue, like, 26. But I this know what's night. going on. I, like, right. I, so I, why are you starting over again? Like, this is this is ridiculous. And, I mean, like, uh, and, like, as I said before, like, um, a lot of characters, especially ones that they just change unnecessarily, like, whether it be, like, their motivation or, like, something, some minor details, like, uh, like their race or gender or whatever, um, it's just, like... Like these guys have like a, like these characters have a long built legacy that has been developed for you know like you know decades 
and right. like the, the fact that you just kind of like change it you, like you just can't just change something about them because then that intrinsically changes them internally because right. like if, if they immediately change into something else that means that they would have a different experience growing up and that means that they would have like like say like with um, Miles Morales being Spider-Man now he had a whole different experience growing up right. in, uh, in New York than Peter just, Parker had just think of a whole like clone theory like I can make a clone of myself but that doesn't mean that when they're 23 they're going to be the same as I am exactly right. it's going to be the same person but those different experiences are going to lead to a different character exactly right. so like when they just change things unnecessarily they uh, like they would like uh, like say if um like Captain America was a black guy in the 40s right fighting in World War II he would have a, a massively different experience in the war than Steve Rogers had. Right. And especially if he became the super soldier that, you know, Captain America is, then, the, hell, his motivations that's as Captain a, America would be a very different. completely different. It's a very different character. Completely different book. Right? It's a, a completely different book. So, like, when people do changes like that, I don't really think they grasp how big how the big change, is, change Right, because it's usually just like, oh, okay, so now, now this dude is black. That's fine. But they really don't change anything about the way this character is. So now we just have this character that should have different motivations. Exactly. Should have different reasons why they're fighting, why they're doing this, why they're doing that. Or like if, um, if, you know, Batman, if Bruce Wayne was a poor kid instead of like some rich kid. Right. You know, that would drastically change his upbringing and the way he views the world. Because if his parents were killed when he was a poor kid. Because now, you know, let's say he comes up on money Mm -hmm. and he becomes Batman. Now I see him more being a Robin Hood type character where he's like fending for these poor people exactly. than rather than just like defending a city. Like I, it's like nobody defended him as a kid when he was poor. So why would he want to go out and defend the city? Right. Exactly. He want to defend mm-hmm. the people that he that he grew up with. Exactly. That he, he has this emotional connection with. So like when they when they change certain things like that. And it seems like such, it's a, trivi- such like a trivial change, like something mm-hmm. so small where now you have uh, Bruce Wayne now has no money. Yeah. Um, where now his, his Batman isn't the same. Exactly. It's not the same thing anymore. Just by changing that one tiny little aspect. Exactly. Because it so, changes the environment he grew up in. It changes his outlook of people in general. Because, I mean, like when you're rich, you deal with certain kinds of people. When you're right. poor, you deal with definitely certain kind of, with a certain kind of right. people. Right. And it's, it's um, you know, you see this in like movies like where... Where in the Batman movies, like, he's, like, going to these, like, fancy balls and, like, mm-hmm. these, like, you know, big political things. Like, if you grew up poor, you would not want to go to those things. You would Exactly. You would be dealing with different people. Yeah, you'd be like dealing with different issues. You'd be dealing, like, hell, you, like, you would probably, like, especially, like, in an environment like Gotham, you would probably be, like, lucky if you saw the next day if you were poor, right. you know? And, yeah, yeah, so it's one of those things where... Um, slight changes where they're like, oh, yeah, now we're going to do this or now we're going to do that and try and make the character more relatable. They don't change enough of that character yep. because now this character is someone completely different. Exactly. Like, let's make a new comic with this basic idea. So yep. you have like now like um, instead of making Batman poor, you have a different character that becomes like Batman but he has different upgrades. So he's a completely different character. Yeah. Right. So why I mean, not just have a new character and try and trademark this new character, yeah. continue this old character going the way it was. Everybody's happy. Because like, I would just like, I mean like, and it, and it gets like the repetitiveness of just reading Batman comics and Superman comics, and Spider-Man comics, Captain America comics over and over again gets boring. I would rather see them bring in different types of characters. Right. Um, than just, 
than just trying to reinvent new like older characters, older characters just because just, they have that like staying power of the name. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so, just kind of like dump all over their legacy because people who are super into comics, the people who keep those comics going, they know the writers, and they know the artists. So they're gonna like go like, hey, you know, so and so has a new has a new comic that he's making. Um, so I'm gonna go check it out, and then they're gonna go check it out because as much as they are, you know, you know, character like loyalty and like book loyalty for some people, they're just as loyal to the writers and artists. Right. It's think of like what we were just talking about the Simpsons, right? Yep. So the Simpsons series might be. On the decline, but let's say if all the characters, all the original voice actors got together and the animators and made a different show, mm-hmm. um, you would almost feel loyalty to that new show, right? Yeah. Um, you see this a lot with Kickstarters nowadays, um, where you have like the X Rare guys, and they're like, yeah, so we were doing, you know, we were with Rare and we did yep. make these games, but now we want to continue making these same games, so like you guys need to like you know help us get there. Yep. Um, so it's one of those. It, it comes full circle with the whole comics thing, right? Because yep. if these new artists were to leave Cape Comics and go do something else, yep. and the writers, and they are all together, let's say the people who wrote Captain America, yeah, um, go and make a different kind of uh, you know comic book. Yeah. Maybe not like a Cape comic, just like a different comic book. You would have a good chunk of those Captain America readers go to this new comic because they know, oh, we know the writers, we know the artists, right? Yep. So we can go to that and we can feel, we know what we're getting. Yep. So that's, um, it's a big part of it too. Yeah. So in essence, Cape Comics are stupid. <laughs> but they're, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, okay, so comic books, you read comic books because they're like super powered people. Um, but there's so many good non-Cape comics out there. Yeah. Right? There's just... And maybe, maybe 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case. Maybe the 20, 30 years ago, the biggest comics were your superhero comics. But now, people people enjoy that story-driven, that rich story-like, relatable character thing. Yep. So now we're seeing a lot more of that. A lot more, like, gruesome, violent comic books. Yeah, we're definitely seeing a different, definite change in... Uh, like, almost like a changing of the guards, right? Pretty much. Because um, now I feel like while comic books are the superhero ones, your cape comics are more so becoming like movie staples and more popular. Yeah. Um, they're also catering to that audience. While you have like, you know, independent non-cape comics that still kind of stay true to just who they are. Right? Yep. So. <sighs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up. We're about like 2.30 right now. Uh, 2.30 minutes on 2.30 time-wise. <laughs> um, so that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, you know when your review is going to go up? Um, hopefully soon. I've, I've kind of had a backlog of uh, stuff I had to catch up with um, art-wise and stuff. So, you know, um, like some of them are completely written out. Um, I'm working on one for Mad Max. Maybe this week, maybe um, next so week. So sometime during the week. Sometime during the week I'll have something done. Um, I have... Um, um, Something, something. I was going to say something, something. Um, I have a Chroma Squad review that I'm finishing up. That nope. should be up uh, probably around the time this podcast goes up, either yep. tomorrow or Monday. I have Monday off, so uh, if it's on, a, it'll be up by Monday for sure. Um, but yeah, no. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, we'll be back next week. 
Um, Chop promised he won't flake next week, so we'll, <laughs> we should hopefully have one more person in here, and then maybe I can stop saying this. If we can get him in here one time, at least once, I mean, just once, then I'll stop talking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking bring some hobo off the street next week <laughs> if he's not in here. Um, next week, I want to say we should have an E3 theme show, mm-hmm. more so predictions, what we want to see, what we won't see, what we you know hope yeah. to see. Definitely keep it um, gaming centric for next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so that's what to expect next week. Uh, expect some stuff up on the website. Um, this, because um, we kind of talked about this lot, uh, two weeks ago, uh, we did put in an application with Stitcher. Our shit is up there. Yeah. We definitely. We, I never got a confirmation email saying like, "Oh yeah, you guys are like totally on." But I listened to our podcast on Stitcher um, last week. So yeah. go listen to us on Stitcher. It's a great way to. Uh, Listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm glad you turned me on to that. Yeah, it's it's a great little app. I, I've been using it for a couple years now. It's pretty yeah, good. so um, listen to us on Stitcher. Go download it off our page. Anything to get our numbers up, really. Yep. Um, until next week. Uh, I don't even. Know. We should find a way to like close the show. Maybe kind of. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how we're gonna close it. I don't know either. Um, as of right now, I'm just thinking like a master chefy, like just like a. Fucking chef coming down <laughs> on the wood block. Just like yeah, just we leaning we, that little edge and start recording some stuff then. Yeah. So we can think of something. But uh, until next week, we will see you guys then.